networks lie to you about what's happening now. InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show and support the InfoWars. As leaders in government, business and society, we bear a particular responsibility to rebuild trust in how we assume our own role as trustees. Hidden behind the lost attempt to rebuild trust for the Davos 2024 attendees' sugar-coated totalitarian strategy for world domination is a panicked roach nest of sociopaths partaking in treason, drugs, high-end prostitutes, and delusions of grandeur. Are you worried that if all the details come out about the Epstein trial, that your boss might get into legal trouble like Prince Andrew did or some of the others on the list. And it must have been bad for Melinda to divorce him over Epstein. I mean, that's what Melinda Gates said, because he wouldn't stop visiting Epstein. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. I mean, how can you work for a guy like that? Treason, not trust, seemed to be the actual theme at this year's Davos. We are on the way to a new order, so we are between orders. What are we able to keep on the positive side from the old order to bring into a new world order? At the heart of it will be many of the core principles and core institutions of the existing order. It's absolutely critical that we accelerate. I don't want this, obviously, but if you wound up with a different president who was opposed to climate crisis, I got news for you. No one politician anywhere in the world can undo what is happening now. The marketplace is doing this. Many of these so-called righteous saviors of humanity chose to stick their nose up at the thought of addressing the peasants when confronted by journalists asking basic questions. I want to ask about McKinsey and those huge contracts you guys got from the Canadian government after meeting with Christian Freeland. Oh, don't run away. Don't run away. Why don't you want to talk about your contract with Canadian taxpayers? I mean, surely you believe in transparency. What are your plans going forward? Uh, not going to talk Just about it right now here. Are you pulling back from it the same way BlackRock is? N no. And... Why don't we just set this up formally? But no, we're not pulling back from it. Are you worried about misinformation and disinformation? That's been a big uh, focus of the World Economic Forum this year. Do you agree with that? You don't have enough credentials to go up there, apparently. But what about the forcible nature that so many people were forced to take the jab or lose their job? Uh, well, what I'd like to actually uh, just say within this is that uh, uh, we're certainly proud of the efforts that collectively that the healthcare sector made. Right, and I know that, and I'm and, not disputing that. But I think that if you'd like to discuss any of this further, that you can certainly be in contact with our uh, media relations group, and they'd be happy to get in touch with you on it, okay? I don't think they would be happy to get in touch with me. I'm asking you about the forcible nature, that if people didn't, if they weren't forced to take your medicine against their will, they'd be fired. I need to go on this, but what I would say is, is that all of this comes down to local decisions that are made by countries. And Local decisions? I think you profited by it. Dr. Tedros, how, how are you doing? Um, do you think you did well in uh, COVID and if you're going to do as well in Disease X? What, 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 what is Disease X? Mr. Tedros, what is Disease X? And when is China going to release it? Uh, the number one issue that Klaus Schwab says is the goal for the WEF is to combat misinformation and disinformation. Is that important to Meta? I'm heading to my booth. 
This is not an interview. How come Facebook is censoring the internet? Is it your plan to interfere with the 2024 election? Sorry, I'm not here to the press. The Davos attendees of 2024 need to calm the f down. The overselling of an imminent nightmare future is really pissing huge populations of team humanity off. What's to stop the hundreds of millions of us from holding a confab of our own aimed at arresting these proponents of a genocidal new world order? 53 years after the WEF was founded, they have 75 million children working in their supply chains. The problem is that many of these companies have business models that have actually increased misery, hunger, malnutrition, and child labor. And the kind of person who will come into the next conservative administration is going to be governed by one principle, and that is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. We're gonna change instead of using needle to use a little mm. patch. Uh, so the pandemic really highlighted that we've been underinvested in those innovations. John Baum reporting. All right, every broadcast we do, seven days a week here at InfoWars, going out on radio stations, cable stations, TV stations, and blasting out at InfoWars.com forward slash show, and of course, Real Alex Jones on X is vitally important. But I got a call right after the show yesterday by a very respected medical doctor, hospital director, uh, former uh, leader of the governor of Texas Health Task Force for seven years, Dr. Richard Bartlett. And he said to me, you, you need to read all these documents I'm going to send you. And then after I went over the documents and spent about two hours, I called him and I, I had my producer call him and I said, please come on. He said, well, I'm running the hospital today. I can come on at lunch. And he's in Amarillo. So that's in one hour central. So it's uh, Friday, January 19th, 2024. It's 11.07 central. He'll be joining us in about 53 minutes from now. And he's been on the show many times, a great guy, day one, exposing, you know, COVID as a lab operation, exposing the shots as poisonous. Really an amazing individual. When my dad had COVID and was about to kill him, he got emergency drugs to him and saved his life. The guy's amazing. And he said of everything he's ever seen, this is the craziest thing, okay? Now, when I get a story this big, I've noticed that if I just come right out with it, it, it sure, it reaches a few million people four or five million people, our regular audience a day, but it doesn't break through and go mega viral. It's only when you decide it's important and you get upset and you do your research and you share it that it reaches 50 to 100 to 300 million people. Now, every few months, we're able to do this. Back in August, I got the inside intel. They were planning to roll out the new COVID controls, which they didn't tried, but because that story went to number one for at least a week, and, and because documents came out that indeed they were planning it, we backed them off 90 plus percent, though they're still trying to bring back uh, the uh, COVID protocols for flu and other things ahead of the election uh, in just 200 and something days. This story is so huge that when I read this entire stack of documents, which is government documents, CDC documents, hospital documents, I was sitting, going to bed last night about 10 p.m., and it, it was so upsetting 
that I couldn't sleep, so I got back up at about 2 a.m., and I've been up since then. So what am I talking about? Well, we just posted it on X. We just tweeted it. Let's put the live show feed that went up minutes ago on screen for TV viewers <clears throat> at Real Alex Jones. Real-life nightmare. U.S. hospitals caught injecting experimental Ebola vaccine that sheds. And there's the X post at Real Alex Jones. Real-life nightmare. U.S. hospitals caught injecting experimental Ebola vaccine that sheds. It's live. Watch live as medical experts join Alex Jones to break the latest on the developing story. Because it's not just Dr. Richard Bartlett that's going to be joining us. I'll tell you who else is joining us when we go live next hour. We're live now, but when they're with us live next hour. So listen to me very, very carefully. They've been hyping that the next big attack will be an airborne Ebola. And they've been saying brace for it. And if you track the outbreaks of Ebola that happened during the Obama administration, they were directly linked back to the UN and the Pentagon with pharmaceutical companies in a whole bunch, seven different Central African countries, Congo, you name it, injecting the population when there was almost no Ebola there, almost no death, with these experimental shots. And now the very same company that did that, and they admit, I have mainline news saying the Ebola outbreaks were caused by the shot. Do you hear what I just said? And now they're giving the shots to healthcare workers at hospitals in the United States. This just broke. And what's crazy is doctors finally noticed this, even though they started this in December a month ago. So this is breaking now here. When I say breaking, it, it's on the hospital websites. It's on the CDC site. They admit they're doing it, and then we can track the exact so-called vaccine linked to four global Ebola outbreaks. So... Special guest, Dr. Richard Bartlett, and one other guest I'll announce once he joins us in the second hour today. You need to tune in. You need to share. You need to research. Because unlike the Washington Post that just wrote a big article two days ago that we wrote about last night at Infowars.com, we want you to do your own research. Washington Post's latest outlet telling Americans doing own research is bad and the first example they use in the big report, we have a screenshot of right here with a link to it on the site, is Infowars.com reporting that leftists have been caught setting fires in Australia, and they say it's false, but then later in the article admit it's actually true, hoping you don't read deeper, and that we got it from the AP of Australia and the Brisbane Times. So... We want you to do your own research. We want you to look into this because undoubtedly you're going to find even more stuff than we found. Because when we get millions of people to start digging, that's when things get interesting. So let me show you these headlines 
John Fleetwood is a researcher, highly recommended by Dr. Bartlett. He's joining us next hour. Ebola vaccine that sheds onto and infects others, 31% rate of the time given to Colorado healthcare workers just down the road from the new Ebola bat lab. Here is the announcement by the state of Colorado. Immunized Colorado, Denver Health Medical Team receives Ebola vaccine November of last year, but wasn't posted until December. Here is the insert for the experimental Ebola injection that they admit sheds. Did you hear what I just said? Spreads. Here is that. I love a medical doctor and hospital director, former task force member of the governor on next hour. Here is the New England Journal of Medicine, a random controlled trial of Ebola virus disease therapeutics, and it gets into what this vaccine did and its massive linkage to outbreaks in Africa. Shame Bill Gates-backed live Ebola. Oh, you know he'd be involved. Shame Bill Gates-backed live Ebola vaccine distributed before Africa's 2016, 18, 20, 21, 2022, and before that under Obama outbreaks was just given to Colorado healthcare workers. U.S. Army now developing Ebola medicines. We have all the documents from the local and federal government right here. And that's why the Washington Post says, do not do your own research. Now, pull up the headline from Reuters, please. Also AP, majority of global polio cases caused by vaccine. That's what's insane is that they hide this in plain view. Where's Ebola in the United States? It's hardly even in Africa. Most outbreaks are linked to these tests, these inoculation operations. And then they're, and they're not, it's not just Denver. We know it's going other places. We've got that here. They're injecting healthcare workers who they then test on and put in a report admitting 31% got Ebola-like symptoms when they took it. That's just like they admittedly killed 43,000 U.S. troops in the two different anthrax injection test they did under George Herbert Walker Bush. There's the Reuters headline if you're a new viewer. I don't make this stuff up. Vaccine delivered poliovirus detected in Congo. Vaccine delivered. But let's go back. That's not the actual headline I wanted. How the... Oral polio vaccine can cause polio. That's NPR. I want to show the exact headline that Joe Rogan didn't believe three years ago and pulled up and was blown away. Majority of new polio cases caused by polio vaccine. That's the headline. I want them to see it. I'm sure, you just saw two similar headlines. I want you to see it. It was AP2. So, if you can't find it, go ask Rob. He has a store on his computer. All right? Because Google's trying to hide this stuff. So we're sitting here watching them inject people. There it is. UN says new polio outbreak in Sudan caused by oral vaccine. That's another headline. The one I want is majority of new polio cases caused by vaccine. But it doesn't matter. I'm kind of glad they can't find that one because they're just showing you a whole bunch of others. So here we are.
And in plain view, there it is, AP, more polio cases now caused by vaccine than by wild virus. That's another similar headline. They still haven't found it. Not their fault. Didn't tell them I'd do this. I, I love the fact they're searching live. Just like you can hear anything I say and just type it in and you can find it. Do your own research. They, oh, well, that's not a reputable source. AP Reuters. They are hiding this in plain view, my friends. Polio cases derived from new oral vaccine reported for first time. Ah. So they know exactly what they're doing. I'm going to say it again. No Ebola cases in the U.S., none in Europe, none anywhere but Africa, very few in Africa. All the history I'll go over next hour connected to inoculation programs. And now Bill Gates, say it again, Bill Gates, in fact, our headline on X should be this. I, I wrote the headline before I went live. It's not sensational enough because it needs to match the reality. So let's 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 retweet, let's repost again the live show feed. Breaking. Bill Gates caught secretly. Well, there actually it's not. It's hiding in plain view. Breaking. Bill Gates. Funding experimental injection of Ebola vaccine to Americans and it spreads. Now, that's not even hardcore enough. Because the headline is what says it all. I mean, what is happening? Bill breaking. Bill Gates caught funding and the administration, the. I, I just. This is all above my pay grade, folks. It's all above yours. I mean, th these people are. Madmen. Breaking Bill Gates funding the injection of live Ebola vaccine in the United States. Or breaking Americans now being injected with live Ebola vaccine that sheds funded by Bill Gates. Or Bill Gates funding the inoculation of Americans with live Ebola vaccine in the United States. I mean, just like they made it in a lab and the emails, the documents came out they did and all of it. In between Bill Gates telling you how he wants to depopulate you. And now we're sitting here while they're injecting medical workers in Colorado and other states with a live, quote, attenuated, but it's still live, Ebola shot. And then 31% in their own government study shed it onto other people, and they get sick. Just like the Pfizer shot and, and, and the Moderna shot. And you're like, well, they got big balls. Uh, yeah, the sky's the limit, folks. They're doing whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. And I am so fundamentally pissed. And now there's all these new deaths, and life expectancy is dropping for the first time ever in modern history. And there's all of this craziness happening. And we're just sitting here and taking it. I mean, I'm going to cover this all in great detail in the second hour with a doctor, with researchers, on the show, with us, with Dr. Richard Bartlett, with John Fleetwood. But let's just look at this. This is just what's broken today. Spinoff disease, fully vaccinated for COVID 
manifesting new disease called Vexus syndrome. And it's got all the links to the CDC and all of admitting it. That yeah, it is the people that got injected, and it's turning on an autoimmune response where your own body attacks yourself and is lethal in many cases. That's a big report with all the links. This is mainstream news, but just back of the paper. Hey, we love you. We're liberal. Adverse events more likely with some COVID-19 vaccine batches than others. Big article being covered by the Epic Times. Senator Ron Johnson, COVID-19 injections 55 times deadlier than flu vaccine. Representative MTG holds hearing on blood-related injuries caused by COVID-19 vaccines in Congress. And they call it the ultimate protein weapon. And it goes on and on from there. So they are injecting hospital workers. You know, there's other trials going on with a Ebola vaccine that creates this derivative of Ebola in the body that then replicates and then sheds onto other people. And then it lists here headaches, nausea, comas, passing out, bleeding sores, Ebola. Ebola. So if I wanted to be sensational, Bill Gates caught injecting healthcare workers with live Ebola. That's really what it is. But it's so horrible, I tend to dial it back myself and say, well, you know, uh, let's talk about it coming up. So you might want to get ahead of this. Because if you look at the globalist war games, they're constantly talking about Ebola hitting the United States. Or Europe. And the panic it's going to create and how they're going to use that for control in their UN treaty. So I'm not going to cover this now for about 34 minutes till we start the next hour. And then we're going to do the deep dive on this, but the power of you going to real Alex Jones on X, formerly Twitter and taking that top link And sharing this information is beyond critical. Because I don't want to just be here on air speaking to the choir that already knows a lot of this. Everybody needs to know this is going on. And there's a big enough buzz. The deep state, if this does cause an Ebola outbreak, which it is getting people sick, with some version of Ebola, that's admitted. Then they'll cover up what they've done and, and not launch it on a wider population. They're testing this, just like they gave everybody the experimental shots and all the experts predicted once the shots start in 2021, that's when the real illness will begin because their bodies then become engines that produce the spike protein that is a nanotech prion similar to what causes mad cow disease or spongiform encephalopathy. And you sit back and you go, man, this is cold-blooded. This is evil. 
This is out of control. Why would they do it? Well, I've got all these clips from Davos just the last week of their panel members saying, we want to outlaw farming and ranching and fishing and put people in prison for ecocide. They're cutting off the food, people. Jane Goodall said, cut us down to 450 million. That's an eight and a half, that's a seven and a half plus billion cut in humans. I know it's hard to believe, but it's happening. A bunch of self-appointed criminals who through the administrative system to the bureaucracy want to kill billions of people where they don't have to get their hands dirty. Now, I'm going to come back with a powerful confrontation at Davos, the most powerful yet, with Kevin Roberts, the head of the Heritage Foundation. And this is one of the most important clips we've ever played because he throws down the gauntlet and says, the world's awake to your criminal activity. You're going down to their face. And so did Javier Milley. It's on. Because once they're identified and once people admit the horror of what we're facing, there's no way for the globalists to ever reverse this. But we're headed into unprecedented times, and now's the time to boost your immune system. Now's the time to be as healthy as possible. Now the time is to break the purified water and get as much sunlight as you can. And now is the time to support free speech, out, free speech outlets that tell the truth and don't back down. And we need funds to continue on, plus you need the products we've got. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of our new big special, the Supercharged Special. That's two of our best sellers, Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, 50% off together or 40% off individually, 50% off on the combo. This will be sold out in less than a week. The uh, DNA Force will, maybe a couple more days on the Real Red Pill. But despite that, I'm selling it discounted because we need the funds. Plus, I want you to try it and see how much energy and focus it gives you. It's amazing. Infowarstore.com or 888 Also, our ultimate fish oil, highest-grade fish oil, so good for your cardiovascular system, so good for your mind, so good for your dreams, so good for your heart, so good for everything. It's back in stock, discounted. Ultimate fish oil, back in stock. Infowarstore.com. And then, of course, we've got next-level foundational energy with methylfolate that is the breakdown of folic acid that a lot of people's cells don't fully break down, particularly if you're white or Northern European, but everybody benefits from this. You can look up methylfolate. It's high-quality methylfolate, breakdown of, of what your cells operate on for the cells that can't break down. Folic acid at 100%. Most can't. A lot of people are like at 12%, 15%. And this takes to 100%, and it also has the B-complex to supercharge it. Get next-level foundational energy at InfoWarsStore.com. Next Level Foundational Energy from Dr. Jones Naturals or 888-253-3139. And also get other amazing products like HGH Max Boost, 1776 Testosterone Boost, and Pain MD, the InfoWars Platinum line at InfoWarsStore.com. Counting on you. While you're at it, get a Team Humanity t-shirt, now shipping out, and the new 1776 t-shirt. It takes money to fight the New World Order. I want to thank you for your support. Plus, these are great products you need. Please take action now. I'm in your hands. You're in my hands. 
This is a time for action. You won't be disappointed with these products. Get them now at InfoWarsStore.com. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, in the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. The trend started really last year at the World Government Forum hosted by the WEF in the Middle East. And Elon Musk attended remotely via video link. And he said, world government is a tyranny. It's dangerous. It's one group controlling things. We don't need it. It's bad. Well, now we've had Javier Malay yesterday and a bunch of others confront the globalist in their face and say, you're a fraud, you're a danger, you're a tyranny. Well, now we have Kevin Roberts, the president of the Heritage Foundation. This is a three and a half minute clip. And the full discussion I watched this morning, it's very powerful. Call him out and say, the main goal is getting the so-called elites out of our lives. People know you're governing us. We know you want us to eat bugs. We know you got a UN tree to control our bodies. We know you're funding the open borders and transgenderism. We are not going along with it anymore. And this is what it's all about, identifying the enemy. They want to sit up there and pose as the saviors and say, everything bad's happening is global warming. Oh, COVID came from global warming. No, it came out of a laboratory. And so did your shots. And now they're in the news today saying, crimes exploded in the U.S. because of global warming. No, it's because defunding the police and the media and, and all these Soros DAs in thousands of jurisdictions letting violent criminals loose, sometimes with no jail time for serious crimes like armed robbery and mugging and rape. And it's true that it's anti-white. If a white person is on a train with black people and there's a crazy black guy attacking everybody and they subdue him and he dies, the white guy goes to jail. They want racial division. They want a two-tiered justice system because tyrannies always pick on a minority to set up their oppression first, to get the majority on board, just like Hitler did. And just like Stalin did, and just like Mao did. They do it over and over again. It's a formula of control. So here is the very important clip as Kevin Roberts, the head of the Heritage Foundation, throws down the gauntlet directly to the globalist faces yesterday in Davos. It's laughable that you would, or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally, standing up for it. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos and, and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm going to step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And, and I'm going to be substantive here. 
President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, which I mentioned earlier. But there, the, the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching, with all due respect, nothing personal, but that you're part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions, the average person know, ba based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. Fourth, two more here, Robin. Okay. The fourth, China, the number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at, at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. That's what the average American and the average free person on planet Earth wants out of the... Okay, so what's happening? As you and I, the tip of the spear of this broadcast, have done the groundwork, along with many other great people, and as globalism is now emerging and openly taking over the planet, there's going to be major opposition to it, and we've made it safe for people like Kevin Roberts, the Heritage Foundation, to come out and throw down the gauntlet and say, we're taking on the globalist. You're not our masters. You're not going to control us. The globalists admit they control the major governments. They're discrediting the government while they destroy our country. Instead, we bypass them and we cut them out of our government. We get out of the UN treaty over health care and over our bodies. We get out of the UN treaty over migrants. We get out of the UN treaty at UNESCO that's pushing all this transgenderism. 
That's how you kill it. You can argue all day who runs the New World Order and who the evil group is and all the rest of it. But if you specifically cut off the UN as the mechanism of its control, it fades away. And as it's identified that who elected the Davos group that merged the UN last year officially? And, and who elected the, the UN? We didn't. And they're monsters. And yeah, they've got the corporate media to still sing their praises, but when people see the corporate media say something's up, we know it's down. We know it's almost always a lie up front. And I've talked so much about identifying the enemy, so much about addressing how they control things, and that once we hit a tipping point, all these people are going to join us that secretly knew what was going on, didn't like what was happening, but now are ready to come all the way over. And that's happening with Elon Musk, and the list just goes on and on. And nothing against RFK Jr. I really like him, and they murdered his dad and his uncle, and he's done a lot of good things, but he's made a major turn to the left. He's clearly gearing up to try to take votes away from Trump. And here is a Jezebel article, and it reports on a... Variety report, an interview with the wife of RFK Jr. Cheryl Hines seems cool with RFK Jr.'s conspiracy theories, but draws the line on Alex Jones. And then she goes on to say, and it's a pup piece for her, that she tells her husband, don't associate with Alex Jones and with Steve Bannon, and that he follows her orders. Well, it's not like I need him to come on my show. That would just add to his credibility. But it's all right here. Wow, your wife tells you, it's an interview. They're quoting an interview here. I don't just believe the media when I see it. This is her on a podcast. RFK Jr.'s wife has him by the balls. That's sad right there. But see, she knows this is all popular now. So she's like, oh, I love every conspiracy theory. She even calls it that. The shots, the open borders, the New World Order. She's against it all. But oh, Alex Jones, he's too far. Yeah, well, you got to dance with the one that brung you, lady. So we're going to come back and look at all the censorship they're launching. It's massive, including inside the NFL. Stay with us. So what's the number one agenda at the World Economic Forum with all the globalist puppets and mouthpieces right now? It's silencing people, calling anybody disagreeing with their criminal power grab, disinformation, fake news. Look at this stack of censorship just today. Watch NBC censors NFL star praising Jesus during post-game show. We're going to get to that in a moment. Mississippi mother, Fox News, post of son's school disciplinary incident for saying Jesus Christ. Biden DHS paid activist groups to create counter-propaganda against Trump and conservatives. Totally illegal. Look at the human smuggler-in-chief, Alexander Mayorkas. American Psychological Association seeks federal funding for censorship. Yes, the high priest of control. Senator Mark Rubio slams networks for not carrying Trump's remarks. It's what state-run media does. Authoritarian regimes do. Uh, yeah. AI Fraud Act could outlaw parodies, political cartoons, and more. Digital kill switches, how tyrannical governments stifle political dissent. Financial surveillance, feds flag banks transactions with terms like MAGA and Trump. 
John Kerry declares no democratically elected president can stop the climate agenda. And it goes on and on. Alex Jones is profiting from his new game on Steam for refusing to pay the Sandy Hook families he defamed. Total lie. I'm in bankruptcy, folks. Not allowed to pay any money. Goes to fund this operation and what we're doing. Let's play this quick clip. NBC was called out for removing the NFL's star's profession of his Christian faith from a post-game interview posted on social media. First, we show the actual clip that was live and then how they edited it out with a deceptive jump cut. This is the control, folks. And all over the country, if you hand out Christmas cards, it's been going on for 30 years that I know of since I first got on air. Oh, you can't even hand out a Christmas card. Well, that's your right to free speech. Under separation of church and state, you shouldn't have the school of its public say the official religion's Christianity. But you can profess your faith at lunch or on the playground or after school or during a break or when you give a commencement speech or when you get an award, you can say, I want to thank God. I want to thank Jesus. That's the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or the right of the press, or the people to push the government for a redress of grievances. In fact, let's pull the First Amendment up for people. The right of the religion, the right to assemble, the right to the press, the right to petition for redress of grievances, it's all there. People spin it that Thomas Jefferson was saying Christians can't operate. It was the opposite. He said the government has no jurisdiction. But that's how far we've gone. Fox News reports that a little girl said, I love Jesus, and they're going to kick her out of school for a week. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and petition the government for redress of grievances. Oh, you thought it restricted Christianity. No, it doesn't let the state tell you what the religion is because if the federal government had a religion, which it is, it'd be Satanism and pedophilia and leftist wokeism, and the rainbow pedophile flag. So here's quarterback, rookie star, C.J. Stroud being censored. First of all, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing being... What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been... Play it again. So he gets up there and says, Jesus Christ, and the city's amazing. They cut the front off on the officially posted, the edited clip. Here it is. First of all, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing being... What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been. Their operatives are everywhere. Yes, we're watching them. We're exposing it. But it, it, why are they so scared of Jesus Christ? Why did Mayorkas secretly fund all these organizations to attack people wanting to control the borders with federal money? That's illegal. Because he's desperate. Because he's child-trafficking children. Because he's an operative. Biden DHS paid activist groups to create counter-propaganda against Trump and conservatives. Well, it's not propaganda that you got a wide-open border smuggling kids, Jack. 
Department of Homeland Security provided federal grants to media literacy groups to create self-described propaganda to attack conservatives, according to a bombshell report. Public records requests filed by the Media Research Group Center found that DHS used a grant program earmarked for terrorism response, because we're the terrorists, remember? Terrorism response called the Targeted Violence and Terrorism Preventative TVTP program to pay activists $700,000 to write posts to criticize former President Donald Trump and other conservatives under the guise of media literacy. And it goes on from there. Look at this. American Psychological Association seeks federal funding for censorship. The American Psychological Association is going all in from the new PSYOP campaign. The Senate around censorship, the association is asking for federal funding for the ruling class to stop the misinformation online. What's the Davos group at the UN say? Misinformation's the number one enemy. And they say if you say a man and a woman have a baby and there's X and Y chromosomes, that's disinfo. They're, they say the shots totally protect you and don't hurt you. They're the liars. And it goes on and on and on. All right, that's just some of the news we've got there. But I want to show you these this stack of news. Because I went to CNN this morning to check what the enemy's up to. And it was all these headlines, how the American dream's over for millennials and Gen Z and why nothing works. They won't own a car. They'll never have a house. It's just no one knows why it happened. It's the globalists. Boomers won't power their homes, and it's that problem for young families. Ah, because the boomers have all the inflation hidden in the price of their home. It's not real wealth. They're trying to create a class war. December home sales slumped to close out worst year since 1995. They're just holding on to those houses, pretending they're rich, but it's all fiat. I'm not blaming you either. Why Americans have lost faith in the value of college. Wall Street Journal, CNN. Oh, I thought it was a conspiracy theory that most college degrees are worthless and way more than they're worth when you pay for them. You see, there's a total loss of confidence in the system. And all we've got to do is stay on air during all this and they won't come out as the saviors, smell like a rose. They'll come out as the tyrants that are behind all this. That's why sharing the articles, sharing the videos is beyond critical. Right now, the world's awake. Right now, the world wants to know what's going on. And the globalists are hitting the panic button. Shut them down. Silence them. What are we going to do? And then Elon Musk comes out against them. And Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan and everybody else. But you're the real power. Sharing the InfoWars clips. Sharing the articles. Sharing the guests. Next hour. Bill Gates is running a program injecting medical workers with live Ebola vaccine that's shedding and spreading Ebola-like disorders. By the way, print me all the uh, articles I asked you to show earlier. Headline AP Reuters, majority of polio caused by polio vaccine. That's going to be very useful to show how that's a live virus, too, and the same thing. Yes, our government with Bill Gates is injecting healthcare workers in Colorado and other states with live Ebola, and they're shedding it. Working down the street with a Pentagon project studying Ebola. You know it's a Pentagon project. Old headlines, Pentagon cigarette release, bioweapon, killed people in New York subways, 1968. It's the same thing now. Our Pentagon is seized by globalists, by eugenicists that are at war with us. Our military on average isn't bad. That's why they're being purged and given experimental shots and taught critical race theory and transgenderism because they're purging the military. The military is great, but not the leadership. So print me those articles I had you pull up earlier. I want to show that. 
dovetailing with all this to explain it next hour with Dr. Richard Bartlett and other expert guests on this huge breaking now news story. The government with Bill Gates is injecting medical workers with an Ebola vaccine that creates Ebola-like symptoms and spreads. Oh my gosh. And please support us. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. The fundraiser is the signed copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. Also, 10-hour clean energy turbo force is still in stock, but turbo force is not in stock for long. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. You can see here the Great Awakening orbiting the Great Reset. Although the depopulation systems of the Great Reset are not yet fully operational, the Great Reset does have a strong conspiracy network. It is protected by a satanic shield, which can be disabled by the Great Awakening. The Great Reset must be deactivated if any victory for humanity is to be accomplished. Once the Great Awakening deactivates the shield, Infowars.com forward slash show will cover the truth while Infowarriors fly into the superstructure and attempt to knock out the Great Reset. Alex Jones has volunteered to lead the fighter attack. Get a signed copy of The Great Awakening today at Infowarsstore.com. All right, Dr. Richard Bartlett and investigative journalist John Fleetwood are going to be joining us coming up next segment. But first, here's part of a key Tucker Carlson report dealing with the invasion of the United States. The story of history is the story of invasions. One group of people moving into someone else's land and taking it. One nation ends, another begins. Invasions drive history. Few Americans understand this is happening to them right now. The United States of America is being invaded. For the love of God, this is a damn invasion. Who is allowing this? They invaded our privacy. I think it's an invasion of the country. In other words, it's ending. The country you grew up in no longer exists. Soon it will be unrecognizable. No one is fighting back. Few are even acknowledging it. And the people who lead us are letting it happen. Why are leaders letting this happen? Well, to destroy the country and to change the demographics. Who lives here determines what the country's like. This country is changing faster than you may understand. Americans are being replaced. That's not a conspiracy theory, it's a fact. In August of 2023, illegal immigration outpaced American births, a brand new population. Last year alone, over three million people came here illegally just over our southern border. The media won't tell you it's happening, but if you look around, you can see it, and you can see it most clearly in our cities, which are collapsing. We elect people to protect us. That's what politicians are paid to do, but they've done the opposite. They've sold us out, and they've crushed what our ancestors built. Take a look at our cities. They're hellish, and immigration is the reason. The city of Chicago was in tough shape even before Joe Biden opened the border. Now, 
parts of it are basically uninhabitable. Even the socialist mayor of Chicago says the city is breaking under the strain. Without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago that won't be able to maintain this mission. It's the entire country that is now at stake. The Illinois Chicago's politicians may complain about illegal immigration in public, but in private, they're paying for it with your money. They're spending more on illegal aliens than on their own citizens. They're doing this secretly. They're hiding it from the public. Our team uncovered a shadow terminal, for example, inside Chicago O'Hare Airport. Hundreds of migrants were being hidden there secretly. Our team pulled up with cameras rolling, and at first we didn't see much. The city erected a black tarp to hide what was going on. The motive was simple. They didn't want us to see it. And a third-party security group paid for with your tax dollars told us that was prohibited. We weren't allowed to see. What are you doing? I want to look inside. For what? For what? They weren't local or federal law enforcement, so we ignored them. They had no authority. They were rent-a-cops. Inside, our team found more than 100 beds on the floor. The smell was overpowering, repulsive. It was filthy. But it's not just airport terminals that have been given over to people who've come here illegally from the poorest countries in the world without permission, criminally, and yet being supported in every detail of their lives by taxpayers. No, even police stations in Chicago have been turned into refugee camps. This is new video never seen before of what's actually happening inside Chicago's police stations. Keep in mind, the people who work in those police stations are paid to protect you, but that's not what they're doing. They're running refugee camps for illegal aliens. As our cameramen approached the Chicago police precinct in the city's downtown to see what was happening inside, you see people come out, illegal aliens, shooting in the middle finger and yelling. They didn't hide their hostility. Many other illegals have been pushed into poorer, predominantly black neighborhoods on the south side. We went there. We spoke to someone who has lived on the south side of Chicago virtually his entire life. He's enraged by how the city has fallen apart under its sanctuary city policy. Andre Smith, CEO of Chicago Against Violence. I don't know the count, but I know that the readiness, the language of sanctuary city, state, and county should have had a plan, but it led to a massive destruction. I have seen almost the worst of the worst in Chicago, but seeing this migrant crisis was the most devastating thing that I ever seen. You live in America, the place you grew up, the place you'd like to see your children grow up in much the way that you did. But that won't be possible because of the single greatest sellout in our history. Hundreds of years of America eliminated by an invasion that our leaders made possible. You should know that. All right, listen, this is an action alert for listeners and viewers on AM and FM stations, cable stations, TV stations, Infowars.com forward slash show and Real Alex Jones on Twitter and many other places. We have Dr. Richard Bartlett and investigative journalist John Fleetwood with us for the rest of the hour. I, I knew that Bill Gates and the Pentagon had done experimental injections of so-called Ebola vaccines around the world that had caused most of the outbreaks. We have the articles, mainstream news, federal government documents. We're going to show you everything. But I didn't know they were giving it to hospital and medical workers here in the United States and places like Colorado. But Dr. Bartlett called us yesterday, sent us the documents, and we're about to do a deep dive on it. But 
overhead shot. This is from the CDC.gov. A history of Ebola outbreaks. And if you go into here, the last one happened 10 years ago. But first, I want to show you this. This is AP. This is Reuters. This is mainstream news. More polio cases now caused by vaccine than by wild virus. They do it in Africa. Literally killing tens of thousands. UN says new polio outbreak in Sudan caused by oral vaccine. AP. How the oral polio vaccine causes polio. NPR. Just so everybody knows we're not making this up. Disease X could cause the next pandemic according to the WHO or Ebola, SARS, NIPAN-9 pathogens. Researchers are keeping a watchful eye. Fortune. All right. That's just some of the articles. Now, here's the big data dump. And Dr. Bartlett's been on the governor's medical task force. He's run hospitals. He's working right now at a hospital, took his lunch off to do this. When he sent it to me, I said, can you come on? He said, yeah, only over the phone at my lunch tomorrow. So he joins us and his information is at budesodineworks.com from his great work putting out the oral steroid that saved millions of people, budesodineworks.com. We have investigative journalists highly recommended by Dr. Bartlett, John Fleetwood, riding shotgun with us. Uh, we'll go to him at johnfleetwood.com. But when you see something like this hiding in plain view and they tell you get ready for Ebola to outbreak, then they're giving this experimental shot to medical workers. And we have the studies that they're 30 plus percent are shedding it. How is it doing it? What's happening? And why is Dr. Bartlett saying, medical doctor, this is so dangerous? I think we can all imagine why it's so dangerous, but he'll lay it all out with us right now. Ebola vaccine that sheds onto and infects others. Ebola vaccine that sheds onto and infects others 31% of the time given to Colorado healthcare workers just down the road from the new Ebola bat lab in Colorado. Here is the immune Colorado announcement. Denver health medical team receives Ebola vaccine. Can you give me an overhead shot? I'm going to show people this. This is from the local government. Here's the actual breakdown of the so-called Ebola vaccine from the FDA. There's the document there. A randomized controlled trial of Ebola vaccine disease therapeutics. What these vaccines have done, all the outbreaks they've caused. Same Bill Gates-backed live Ebola vaccine distributed before Africa's 2016, 2018, 2020, 2021, 2022 outbreaks was just given to Colorado healthcare workers. U.S. Army now developing new Ebola medicines. So it's not hard to see What's happening here? This is crazy. What are they doing giving a vaccine that sheds of a deadly pathogen to healthcare workers? This is a big, big deal. From the evidence I've seen, it's ultra illegal. But let's now go to Dr. Richard Bartlett, who's on his lunch while he heads up a hospital operation Uh here in Texas to tell us what's happening. Doctor, you're the expert on this. I'm glad you and the investigative journalist, uh, John Flute, were able to join us. Walk through this for us, Doctor. Alex, uh, thank you for inviting me to InfoWars. We really are in an inform information war, and you're at the tip of the spear. Thank you for sounding the alarm. Back at the beginning of COVID, you broke the news before anyone else did that we had an effective treatment for COVID. And you did that because you were doing your own research before you ever met me. 
you were covering budesonide nebulizer treatments for COVID, which was later validated by Oxford University in two randomized controlled trials. So you have been at the front, and I am honored to be with you today. We just went through four years of crazy during this COVID pandemic. And just as a refresher, you know, the funding of the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the, and the bat lab research there, which led to COVID creation, and then a, quote, lab leak, uh, happened with uh, a organization called EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak. You remember Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, having a fistful of evidence of, uh, of gain-of-function research being funded with U.S. taxpayer dollars, and he was waving that on the Senate floor under Fauci's nose. Fauci was caught red-handed and uh, was stammering, stuttering, and he said, I wasn't funding it. What was really happening, the rest of the answer should have been, but we were using EcoHealth Alliance to do a, a circuitous path of funding with U.S. taxpayer dollars for with Peter Daszak. The same thing is being reported to be happening in Colorado right now, funding a, a new bat lab being created right now in the center of the United States, uh, in coordination with Colorado State University is what's being reported. And it's over $12 million now that's been reported to be uh, of U.S. taxpayer dollars that's funneling to make this bat lab in the middle of the United States. You just presented a lot of evidence. If you look at all the different separate pieces, it makes a composite picture. Uh, Denver Health, paramedics, doctors, and nurses have just been vaccinated with a live Ebola vaccine. Never before have we had uh, anyone in Denver, Colorado, or in Colorado at all vaccinated for Ebola. So this is history-making two months ago. Why would they be doing that? They said they're doing it in uh, preparation for a potential Ebola outbreak. Why would they be thinking that's possible? Well, there's a lab being created uh, down the street from Denver uh, in Colorado Springs, where they're literally, it's advertising that they will be doing bat research, and it has been reported that they will be working with Ebola, Nipah virus, and COVID. And, you know, at this point, what I see in the emergency room with COVID is not the same thing that we had three years ago. It's not nearly as deadly. But when you have this kind of research going on with genetic engineering still happening with COVID, we don't know what could be released or leaked from a lab again. You know, we just had Boston University and the CDC uh, in South Korea uh, both bragged that they had a COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate. Uh, that was a year ago. And, uh, and now I the Chinese are bragging they, they humanized mice with a 100% death rate? Right. So it, it, what what is in those labs is not what we're dealing with right now in, in hospitals and emergency rooms. And I'm the medical director of a hospital emergency room. I work as an emergency room doctor. I am right now. And so I know what's happening, boots on the ground, front line, but we don't know the worst yet that could happen with COVID if they if some of these things got out of uh, a bioweapon lab. And, then, and what you're saying is they'll just call it COVID. So let me ask you this. What about the, the, the reports, the government reports have here in front of me, that it's shedding 31% of the time? We'll, we'll talk to investigative journalist Sean Fleetwood in a moment, but I mean, how do you take a shot that sheds? We know the COVID shots do that. What's, what's happening here? So you actually have, this is actually infecting people with live Ebola virus. That's what wow. the Ervibo vaccine is. It's live 
Ebola virus. That's what the Ervibo vaccine is. And so if you look at the FDA package insert, they're obligated to have package inserts, which we were, uh, that was kept from the public with the COVID shots. But with Ervibo, the Ebola vaccine, you can look, anyone can Google or search uh, the Ervibo Ebola vaccine, which the Denver Health uh, paramedics, nurses, and doctors received. And it it will tell you there's a 31% shedding rate, meaning that they have live virus that could be transmitted to uh, their spouse, to a loved one, to a neighbor, possibly to someone that they meet in the mall that does not know that they've been exposed to live Ebola virus. And so 31% in their package insert, the FDA package insert, that's the source of this information. I found that shocking. Keep going, doctor. And so you, you put these things together. Uh, this is the same vaccine that was used in Africa in, their, uh, in 2016. Well, they still had uh, outbreaks of Ebola shortly afterwards, thousands dying of Ebola, not of something else, but of Ebola. And then 2018, a vaccine campaign again with uh, Ebola vaccine and thousands dying of Ebola. And then 2020, 2021, 2022, we're seeing a pattern. It's not a one-off. It's not just a incidental finding. We are seeing that live Ebola vaccine, and if you look at the package insert, they admit that they don't know what would happen if this was given to immune compromised. So if, for instance, someone receives an Ebola vaccine that's a live Ebola virus and they're contagious with it, which is they're literally contagious and can infect others, that's the... That is why they're saying shedding, and they actually use the word shedding in the package insert, which was shocking to me uh, because we've heard rumors about shedding with the COVID shot, which is not a live virus that could infect. But this is actually a live virus that could infect. And so uh, 31% shedding rate. And so if someone's around someone at a mall uh, and they, uh, it, it is potentially in, they could be infected. Uh, if they so, it's not a respiratory virus. It would have to be blood and body fluids. But uh, this would not be the first time that we've seen this type of situation with a live virus be a problem. And if someone's on chemotherapy, if they have cancer, if they have Crohn's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, and they're on some of the biologic uh, injections that decrease your immune system, uh, that if they're on uh, steroids to help manage their disease, they're, they're immune compromised. And we know that that would be a potential disaster for a large part segment of our population if they got around a live Ebola virus. And so- well, Doctor, let's just slow down here for viewers and listeners, because I've got what you sent me. I've got the FDA and what this vaccine is, is a live virus. Explain how this works. And to me, it just sounds incredibly reckless, but you're a medical doctor. You're saying it's reckless. How does this work? And why would they do something so crazy? Well, they are looking at the risk and benefits, and they're thinking that there is a potential outbreak. They literally say they are vaccinating their staff in anticipation of a potential outbreak. Well, that's never been a problem in Denver, Colorado. You look at the aspens and the pine trees and the elk, you don't see Ebola there forever. So what would make them be alerted? Maybe it might be something that's totally disconnected, a bat lab that's being created right down the street. Uh, and it's going to be studying, uh, reportedly, Ebola, Nipah virus, and COVID. Three of the nine uh, 
diseases that are listed by the WHO as potential uh, pandemics in the near future. Sure, so this sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, they're getting their first responders ready that'll put out the cover story and, and, and getting them in the program. Well, they're, they're, you know, they they might be doing it with the, the motive of they want to be prepared for a future pandemic. What would make them think that a potential pandemic is going to happen to, in Denver, Colorado, or in Colorado at all? The center for uh, healthcare in Colorado is Denver, Colorado. That is the that is the headquarters of of uh, level one trauma centers and and uh, taking care of emergency states. So that's why the Denver Health was the place that they uh, vaccinated with a live Ebola vaccine, which they've never done before. Well, I mean, Dr. What Barla, this is so sensational, and you sent me all the documents, an investigative journalist, John Fleetwood, who you work with, highly recommended, is about to come on and talk about this, but they're, they're giving somebody a shot. How does this vaccine, quote, work where it sheds? And, and then... I mean, and then and then all the other outbreaks in the world we know are directly linked to this and other. Uh... So a separate a separate virus. You're asking a good question, and you actually uh, did a great uh, a, a great service to uncover the polio in Africa. Right now, most polio cases that are happening in the continent of Africa are actually the vaccine strain of the live polio virus vaccine. And so that's the picture of what could happen, how things could go wrong with a live vaccine. So live polio vaccine is actually the strain of polio that is most commonly diagnosed now on the continent of Africa, not the wild strain that we're supposed to be protecting people from. And so when you have a live Ebola vaccine where someone's injected, they're actually infected with live Ebola virus. And that live Ebola virus in the injection could be shed, meaning it could be found in blood and body fluids, a saliva. Uh, it's tested in the saliva, found in the saliva, urine. It's found in blood and body fluids, in wounds that are open. They find Ebola vac uh, virus, live Ebola well, virus. I mean, doctor, I'm just sitting here, not a medical doctor like you, not a member of the governor's board, not a hospital, you know, former, all that stuff. And I'm just like giving somebody a shot that creates Ebola-like uh, symptoms. I mean, this doesn't even sound real. It's so crazy. And it's hiding in plain view from your medical background and sources. What do you think is happening here? Well, here's the problem. Informed consent is a basic patient right. And if someone is going to be exposed to a medicine, a vaccine, uh, a, a surgical procedure, they have a right to know the risk and the benefits, and even that they're exposed to it, that they might get infected with it. This situation is, because of the shedding, potentially someone who is vaccinated or infected with a live Ebola virus vaccine that's weakened. It is weakened. It's not the full uh, deadly Ebola. But won't but it, it still come weakened. up as positive Ebola, which will create the hysteria? Yes. Yeah, it is absolutely live Ebola, and it will test positive for live Ebola. And yes, that will be a sensational. Uh, yeah, because you know me, I'm always story. thinking of the war game, how they use viruses for control. I'm looking, why right. do this? That's what it looks like to me as a false alarm. You better believe everybody will panic if they hear the word Ebola, as uh, there's an outbreak of Ebola. And did we see people lining up for uh, uh, COVID shots, not knowing the risk and the benefits, just cutting in line? Didn't we see cars waiting in line for hours just to roll up their sleeve and, and to inject their bodies with what the Bayer Pharmaceutical president 
Stefan Ulrich said was a gene therapy. Uh, they were he spilled the beans. It was gene therapy. But this is a live Ebola virus that's weakened, attenuated is the medical term. And so for someone who has a healthy immune system, they may not have a lot of trouble. But we have a huge segment of our society that is immune compromised. And well, this sure. So this sounds problem. to me like instead of gain of function, it's 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 impaired function. But you still know there's a target group. This seems like bio warfare to me. Well, you got two things. You got the vaccine, and then you got this bio bio lab that's going to be uh, uh, reportedly working with Ebola right down the street. Now that could be a real problem for everybody. I was about to say, what's the coincidence that they have this? Ebola bio lab down the street. Now they're doing this. I think you're totally right. They're getting our first responder group ready for something they're planning. It sure, it sure looks like they're being prepared for uh, a future. They they admit that the reason they're they're taking care of their first responders, paramedics, doctors, nurses at Denver Health, the uh, healthcare center in the in Colorado, uh, for a future outbreak of Ebola. So why would they be thinking that? Maybe it has something to do with a lab that's being created right now that reportedly is going to be working with Ebola. And when you're doing genetic engineering on uh, Ebola, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. If it'll be more infectious, if it'll be which uh, that's what gain of function research is about, making it more contagious, more more infectious, and also more deadly. It's genetic engineering. So this is illegal. This is illegal behavior. This is what was shipped off out of uh, North Carolina to uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology. So that's the real takeaway is they're bringing gain-of-function publicly back. Yes, right in our face, right in the middle of the country is my understanding. And I, I got to say, what could go wrong? Wow. Stay there, Doc. I know you're on your break. I want to spend a few minutes with your highly recommended investigative journalist. I'm familiar with his work, John Fleetwood. JohnFleetwood.com and on Substack. Uh, John, you've been helping uh, Cole to get this all together. we got about three minutes, four minutes to break. Uh, give us your view on what you're witnessing. Well, if I can, General Jones, it's uh, it's an honor to be on your show. I've been listening to you for a long time. I learned how to read and report the news from you and your crew. And if I could, I would just like to recommend that everybody get Survival Shield on InfoWarsStore.com. I haven't gotten sick since I've been taking that. Uh, Brain Force Ultra, I like it because it has the ashwagandha, so it kind of takes the edge off of any jitters that you might uh, get if you just have coffee. And then the Nitric Boost, that has the arginine in it, so it really helps with uh, workouts and then libido as well. So what, what I like to do is see the whole picture here and how everything is connected. The Ervibo vaccine is uh, made by Merck, a pharmaceutical company. And Merck is owned by BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Alex, you report on those asset managers a lot. Uh, BlackRock has $10 trillion um, under management. Uh, that's more than the GDP of every country in the world, leaving out the, the U.S. and China. Um, that's the problem here. That's how it connects with the WEF. BlackRock, who, who owns, by the way, Pfizer as well as Merck, who makes this e Ebola vaccine, um, they're officially listed as a partner on the WEF website. So at Davos, they have the meeting that you've been uh, covering this morning. Um, they're listed as a partner on their website. The, this, uh, the CEO of BlackRock, Larry Fink, is also a board member there at the, at the World Economic Forum. Why is that important? Because the World Economic Forum also has, as a partner, uh, Bill Gates, who has said during uh, TED Talk, and now infamous TED Talk, TED Talk during the 2000 and teens, 
that if they do a good, there's a quote, if they do a good enough job with vaccines and uh, other, they call them health, we put that in quotes, therapeutics, that they can lower the world's population by 10%. So Gates is an official partner there at the WEF. Microsoft is an official partner at the WEF. So they're all linked. The WEF is pushing this depopulation agenda. That's how this is all connected. It go, the, the WEF is the head. Maybe, maybe you can go behind that and point to the, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. Maybe you can do that. But what we can prove beyond any doubt is that the WEF is pushing this depopulation agenda, their great reset, at the end of which you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. They have as an official partner, BlackRock, this asset manager who owns all of the pharmaceutical industry. They also own all the news industry from CNN, ABC, uh, CBS to Fox News. So the same asset managers who run all the news agencies from Fox News to CNN, it doesn't matter if it's left or right, or if it's mainstream, it's owned and controlled by BlackRock, who's a partner with the WEF. They also own all the pharmaceutical industries from uh, Pfizer is owned by BlackRock. Uh, AstraZeneca is owned by BlackRock. Johnson & Johnson So they own the government BlackRock. responses, Moderna. they own the regulators, they own it all, and now they're injecting people with live Ebola in Colorado. I mean, it's just, what an incredible scandal. That's right. And, and this information about the shedding, we've, we've heard that term, and we kind of throw it around, and you think this is, this is coming from people in their basement with tinfoil hats. It's not. This is... This is this is regulated by the FDA. You, uh, just like you, could, you, when you pick up a Coke can, you can turn it around and see how many calories are in it, uh, how many carbohydrates are in it, what, what it's made of. It's got sugar and you know, molasses, whatever else is in it. It's the same thing with vaccines. This is regulated by the FDA. The FDA yeah, we're going to show those documents. Stay right there, John Fleetwood. Start over. We're going to show them the FDA website admitting this is real Ebola spreading in people. I mean, this, you can't make this up. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Two years in the making, and we didn't plan it like this because we didn't know, to release Alex Jones' New World Order Wars that's all about fighting Epstein and Clinton and Hillary and the deep state and the pedo rings. Whole levels just dealing with that because that's the truth of how they operate. And now the game went on Steam, the biggest online platform of video games in the world, 150 million users a week, and it already shot to number one. So find the link to Steam at alexjonesgame.com or search Alex Jones New World Order Wars at Steam and get it for yourself. It's got an incredible 97% reviews. We'll put the link to Steam on screen and to alexjonesgame.com. Get it. We are taking back the culture. We are taking things back. This will fund the info war going into the election in the next 10 months. The only way we fail is if we don't take action. Get New World Order Wars by Alex Jones now. All right, I want listeners to listen to me very carefully. And I want to explain human psychology. And I know most of you get this. Some of you may not. But just listen to me carefully. This is all about normalization of outrageous behavior. The drag queen pedophile time, the open borders, the fentanyl, the wars, the anti-family garbage. The globalists admit in their own documents. We've covered it nauseam. We have Jay Dyer on every week to just read their own white papers where they talk about us like we're little kids at the little kid table at Thanksgiving. They're the big adults at the big kid table. And that's what frustrates me. It's like, you're admitting your plan to make me eat bugs and enslave me and finally kill me. I don't want that. And the globalists go, well, you're not going to wake the public up. They're a bunch of animals. I don't believe that. And you now see at Davos, they're getting confronted by world leaders telling them you're going down. I know one thing about psychotic elites in history. They're always arrogant when people are asleep. And they're arrogant once people wake up. But 
I'm not a virologist. I'm not a medical doctor like Dr. Bartlett, who's been on the governor's you know, state board and all that. But I know how to read news articles, and I know how to know. I've been on here 30 years. But for 25 years, I was told and read the news that the majority of polio is from the damn shot. And now that's AP Reuters. I showed you that earlier because it's a live virus, and it paralyzes the kids. If a kid has a bad immune system, it's the same as giving them weaponized, regular, or even weaponized uh, pathogen. So that's what Dr. Bartlett's saying. If you've got a rundown immune system with these COVID shots and you get shed on by the Ebola injection, which is a live virus, yeah, it's weakened, you can get the same damn Ebola or something close to it. Now, correct me, and, and, and we'll go back to investigative journalist John Fleetwood here in a moment, but but I, I'm a layman, not a medical doctor like you. Am, am I right with what I said, or am I wrong, doctor? No, you're right. You're right on. If someone has a weakened immune system, and there's a long list of things that are causing a large segment of our community to be immune compromised, if they get a weakened Ebola live virus infection, it could be devastating to them. And we know with the wild Ebola that's out there in Africa that uh, it, it could kill 50% of the people that get the disease if they're not treated. But if you're immune compromised, it, it'll be much more difficult for you to survive. And so even with a, a vaccine, live weakened Ebola virus, it could be a disaster. And so well, why would they do something? I don't mean to interrupt. Why, make your point. But why would they do something so reckless? I guess it's all about just setting the precedent or why? Well, I think it's probably uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're concerned about an Ebola outbreak in Colorado. And if that's what they're doing and they think that, uh, that for the greater good, they're going to then they know there's a risk. But they're not asking the public if it's OK to use a live Ebola Ebola vaccine that can shed 31% of the time. They're just doing it because they've decided they've weighed the risk and the benefits and, and the benefit to society is better that they have a prepared uh, paramedic, nurse, and doctors at Denver Health in case there's an outbreak. And so then, and then they're the ones moving, outbreak? they're the ones moving weaponized Ebola into a lab. And then, That's the problem. and then now we've got to take, I mean, it, it's, 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 so obviously the question is why the hell are they moving these labs into the U.S.? Uh, good question. I used to be concerned about the open border, that Ebola or Nipah virus or smallpox might be brought by an enemy state across the border with the millions that are coming across. Uh, no one's checking their pockets. Nobody's testing these people to see if they have smallpox or Ebola. Many are uh, gotaways that, get a, that, that are not ever screened. And so I thought that would be the problem. But here in our face, they're actually building a bat lab in Colorado, in the center of the United States, right down the street from Cheyenne Mountain, right down the street from the from the uh, U.S. Air Force Academy, and uh, in a strategic location as far as transportation in the United States. And they're literally, it's reported they're going to be working with not the weakened uh, vaccine Ebola virus, but with Ebola and doing uh, genetic engineering on it. That's what's been reported. Which, which again, doctor, way, is gain of function and illegal, right? Right. And, and, and so, yeah, there's been a moratorium on that. And that's how come uh, back when Obama was president, it was shipped out of uh, the United States to China to continue work on COVID-like COVID viruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Sure, so let me speculate, because and then I want you to continue, and I'll bring in John Fleetwood. 
when, when we know they got in trouble at Chapel Hill and other places, North Carolina and University of Texas, uh, Galveston's doing this in 2015, so they moved it to China. Now they're trying to move it back here. We see them using this for a power grab. I see them doing all this as plausible deniability uh, so that the workers think, oh, it's just part of a larger you know, emergency plan. But I think, to me, this looks like they're preparing an Ebola outbreak. And then you mentioned the WF and the UN saying they believe Ebola is the main threat. I mean, Ebola's in Africa and hardly even there. This looks as obvious as hell as we're being set up. Yeah, it sure looks like a setup, feels like a setup to me. Uh, you know, if there was, let's just say, uh, if there was an outbreak of Ebola in Colorado, would it be blamed possibly uh, in the mainstream media on the immigrants that are coming across the border unscreened? It could be, but could it come straight from the lab? Uh, I mean, we just last week had Anthony Fauci do the best he could at telling the truth by saying that uh, this, is per this is the closest I've seen him tell the truth, where he says that, a lab leak is not a conspiracy theory uh, for the for the COVID. And he also outbreak. went on to say masks don't work and, and social distancing was BS. Oh, he's lied over and over and over again. I, I, I say that without without blinking, without stuttering. He has lied to the American people over and over again. And I think the most dangerous misinformation that has been spoken in the history of the world so far is when he got on the internet with on an interview with Matthew McConaughey and said budesonide for COVID is just a placebo. It doesn't work. Oh yeah. And my dad was about, my dad was at 85% oxygen. He's about to go in a respirator instantly within an hour bounced up to 90 some percent and, and came back when you gave us that. The evidence is at budesonideworks.com for any skeptics. Or if you want to be prepared where you can just click on a link and it can pull up the studies from Oxford University and around the world, it's there. And doesn't that piss you there. off that they knew that yes. and tried to block it? Like they, they literally tried to kill my dad. I take that personal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm very offended that so many good people died that should not have died. According to Oxford University, the oldest university in the English-speaking world with two randomized controlled trials, Oxford that has 72 Nobel Prize laureates might be a credible source of information. That is the same place that said we should use IV dexamethasone for COVID in the beginning. But then they updated and they said, wait a minute, we got something that doesn't just increase survival 30% with uh, IV steroids. We got budesonide, an inhaled steroid that could uh, make 90% not even go to the ER. Doctor, just side issues is important because they're hitting us again, obviously. What is the, what does the inhalable steroid do that's so different? It, it, it actually is targeted. It doesn't have the side effects of IV steroids of causing GI bleeding from ulcers, of turning down the immune system every time, of decreasing bone density and muscle mass. That's what IV steroids do. But budesonide shuts down the release of the cytokines, the poisons that are released from the lung lining that go total body and lead to death. That All the symptoms are a result of the cytokines being released from the lung lining. Budesonide shuts down. So again, I'm not a doctor, but put it in layman's terms, just like... The Spanish flu or whatever, it was an autoimmune response killed most people? Uh, so it was actually, when, when you get the virus COVID, it then triggers the release of inflammatory chemicals that can cause all the symptoms. The uh, fever, the body aches, the shortness of breath, the, re the acute respiratory distress syndrome, the, the problem with breathing, the low oxygen. All of that is because of the poisons released from the lung lining. They all get shut but down. But it was like flipping a switch. Time. As soon as I yeah. put my dad on it, then I got sick from him the next week and went on it. it I, and I couldn't breathe. My wife went to the hospital. She was panicking. And I put her on the the uh, the stuff you sent us, budesonide and the nebulizer. She's like, oh, my God, it all went away. But she had to do it every three, four hours because yeah. it's panicking. You can't breathe. The average person wasn't told that. Yeah, you're, you're like you're drowning.
you, you literally are starving for oxygen. And I have patients that would, with their first nebulizer treatment of budesonide, their oxygen level would be in the 80s. It would drop, it would, it would, while they're on that three-minute treatment, it would go up to the 90s. To By the way, what do you make of people that say there is no virus? I know the shot's the main thing, but no, I mean, I never felt this in my life. And I was 48 when it happened. I'm 50 now. Believe me, I never felt anything like this. This was real. Yes, I actually took immunology one and two, virology one, two, and three when I was in medical technology school getting my bachelor's uh, before I was a doctor. And so I know there are viruses, parasites, bacteria, funguses. Uh, they're all different microorganisms that, you, that are in the microorganism world. Viruses are real. and uh, But you take a virus and then you do genetic engineering where you splice in uh, deadly code sequences that make it more deadly or more contagious and then you have a bioweapon and that's what we have experienced we have had yeah but i don't need anybody to tell me i've never had a gorilla sit on my chest for a week same here uh, alex i got covid because i was totally immersed with people who were highly contagious and so i got covid and i'm used to running on a treadmill a seven minute mile not on any medicines and when i got covid i was I, w I knew I was in trouble when I could not walk to the end of the sidewalk in front of my house without stopping several times. That's that was when I knew I was in trouble. But the the protocol works. It's at budesonideworks.com. Yeah, it's for anybody that hadn't had it, they're blessed to just roll their eyes and say it doesn't exist because they haven't had it. It's being kicked in the chest by a horse. It, it's it's a it, it was created to destroy. Coronavirus is a is the common cold virus, which has never been a threat to anybody on the planet ever. But it is highly contagious. And so you take something that's highly contagious, you splice in some deadly code from other uh, things, uh, other poisons. And so now you've weaponized, uh, and now it's like a, a plane carrying uh, a cargo, a, a bomb uh, that's deadly, and that's how it spread. So they basically because loaded spike protein and stuff onto it. I know you got to go in 15 minutes. We're going to get comments, closing comments in a minute, but we'll keep uh, the great investigator journalist uh, John Fleetwood from johnfleetwood.com on a little bit longer in the next hour. John Fleetwood, you've been chomping at the bit here, doing great, great work working with Dr. Bartlett. Uh, you, you got caught up with the last break. Please continue. I'd like to say, too, if anyone's interested in uh, some research uh, that the doctor and I completed on uh, budesonide, this is the effect, safe and effective treatment for COVID. My wife had COVID the other day, uh, called Dr. Bartlett. Uh, we got her a prescription and literally overnight, she felt better. She was feeling that, that grill on her chest. Very next day after doing this nebulized budesonide, she felt way better. So the problem is you go to your doctor and you tell them you want budesonide and they just laugh at you and tell you there's there's no studies that back this up. Well, the doctor and I put together a document that has uh, 10 different peer-reviewed studies showing that budesonide is safe and effective early and late treatment for COVID. And I'd like to offer that to your listeners and your Yeah, viewers. please do, but I'll say it again. All I know is can't breathe in two minutes inhaling and feel great for four hours. I don't need to have a medical degree to know that worked. Right, but the doctors want to give us remdesivir which uh, increases the likelihood of death, according to the New England Journal of Medicine. So if anybody has any, uh, if anybody wants to hand a document with multiple peer-reviewed prestigious journal publications that prove that budesonide works, then you can, if you go to johnfleetwood.com, it's J-O-N with no H, Fleetwood like Fleetwood Mac, johnfleetwood.com. If you subscribe and you 
email me and ask me for that document, I will send it to you free of charge. So uh, there are many, many. Uh, and sure, I'm going to hold you over the next hour if you can do it, Fleetwood. I want to go back okay. to the doctor real quick. Uh, look, look, again, I'm not a medical doctor like you, but I, I clearly see the death numbers way higher this year and last year than 2020. Uh, clearly something's going on. Autoimmune issues everywhere. I'm hearing about COVID-type deaths everywhere. It just sounds like now they're trying to deny what's going on. Or you're, you're, you're in the emergency room. What are you seeing? Uh, I'm on the executive board for the nonprofit Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency. And we gave a FOIA request to the FDA, uh, sued them for the Pfizer shot data. And the FDA told us, we have that information in the computer uh, we're legally supposed to give that to you, but we don't want the American people to see this information for 55 years. And so that was kind of interesting to me as a doctor, because we have to give informed consent to our patients, and we can't give the information if we don't have it. And so two weeks later, the FDA said, we've changed our mind. We don't want the American people to see this for 75 years. This is the FDA. And so yeah, we the, they're saying that court. about the COVID vaccine in federal court. Yes, yes. And so in federal, I was in federal court, in Fort Worth uh, with the, the federal judge, Mark Pittman, where he told the FDA, this is crazy. You're supposed to tell the American people this. You cannot withhold this from the people. And the FDA said through the Department of Justice lawyers, well, judge, we don't have enough staff to release this information to the American people for 75 years. And I thought, how many people does it take to push print? Well, it's that's the what they said in the J6 thing. And I had the lawyers that were there. They said, how many feds were there? And they said, so many, we can't tell you. Wow. Well, you know, that's a whole other topic, but we're seeing a pattern of behavior, a mode of operation. And so the judge says, BS, that's what we say in Texas, uh, it, it, that's paraphrasing, you're going to have to give that information to the American people. And so we found a list of 1,200 diagnoses that Pfizer had made. Pfizer made the list of diseases that will either kill you immediately or could uh, incapacitate you, uh, disable you for life that Pfizer made associated with their Pfizer shot. And they gave that to the FDA and the FDA didn't want to release that, but it was released uh, in February 22. And so uh, that was revealing. Uh, so the, many of those diagnoses have been confirmed and reported around the world in sure. peer-reviewed medical journals. Absolutely. Back to a bowl on the time we've got that I'm going to hold uh, John Fleetwood into the next hour. He's got a lot to say, great work he's doing. Well, this Ebola thing. I mean, I, I don't even yeah. know how to get my mind around giving a live yeah. virus Ebola shot in Colorado with no Ebola cases, but down the street is a weaponized Ebola lab. I mean, that sounds like you said, a setup. What else should we know about this, doctor? Well, number one, uh, that uh, if someone gets that vaccine, they could share that to, to strangers that they don't know. Strangers could be exposed to the live Ebola virus that's in that vaccine uh, without ever being told that they're exposed to it. And if they're immune compromised, that could be a disaster. And, uh, you know, in our healthcare system, we have uh, in the United States, we have a lot of people who are limping along that we're able to keep alive because of the biologics that can turn down the immune system for autoimmune disorders like rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and Crohn's disease. Uh, and for just prednisone and, and, and corticosteroids that suppress the immune system, those people would be at great risk. And so that's something that's they need to know that. And the other thing is that Red Hill Biopharma, a pharmaceutical company, was tasked by the military in North Carolina, that's where it's headquartered, 
to make new Ebola medicines, antiviral medicines for Ebola right now. And they've come up with two that are supposed to be used with remdesivir. Mm. Where did we hear about remdesivir? Well, remdesivir was, origi- was originally used in Africa for Ebola, and it was a bad idea there. And then, didn't, and it, now, didn't it kill like half the people? I'm going from memory. Yes. Uh, so actually, if you go to the article at johnfleetwood.com about this, he shows the uh, New England Journal of Medicine graph that was in the, in the New England Journal showing a 53% death rate when it was compared to three uh, monoclonal antibodies that were more effective at treating Ebola outbreaks in Africa. And remdesivir was dropped from use in that initial trial because it was causing uh, such a disaster. So, uh, yes, it didn't work there for Ebola, so why would we want to use it here for Ebola? And after you leave, I'll show the actual government reports. But you notice I've read it actually 70%. I don't claim I'm the doctor, but I'm reading all this stuff. Why do they keep pushing remdesivir? Who owns that? Because all it does is what? Turns off your organs, makes whatever it is worse? It's an antiviral medicine that was uh, a bad idea initially in, uh, for Ebola in Africa. And uh, so I, I think uh, why would it be a good idea for Americans here for Ebola? And, and so... Uh, that just is counterintuitive. So uh, what needs to happen? Sense. What needs to happen with the bioweapon lab in Colorado and them giving the healthcare workers? And I mean, it, it isn't over yet. It, it, this is an information war, and it does matter to speak up. And you really are a watchman on the wall, Alex, um, warning the people of danger so that we could possibly avert disaster. And so I saw that Joni Ernst, Senator Joni Ernst, I believe from Iowa, has been uh, has been interviewed about this bio lab uh, with uh, with bats studying Ebola in, in Colorado. And so she's aware of it. But we need all senators to be to have their feet held to the fire. All congressmen, talk to your mayors, talk to every government leader that you can get a hold of and tell them about this and tell them to intervene. What's crazy is I'm reading these documents and they say we're worried about an outbreak in Colorado. How obvious it is they got a damn weapon lab right there. <laughs> right. So it's not over yet. We haven't had an outbreak yet, but it sure looks like a setup. And that's one of the nine. We know that, uh, uh, for instance, if they start pushing the monkeypox slash smallpox Janos vaccine uh, and people panic because they're told that there's a smallpox vac- uh, outbreak, that tw- that has a 25 percent spontaneous abortion rate. Did you hear what I just said? Wow. And so these vaccines have a risk. And so uh, to just roll up your sleeve out of fear, we already saw how that worked for 36,000. According to the CDC's own VAERS website, 36,000 deaths from the COVID shots in the last two years. Uh, well, doctor, let me throw this out. Deaths. Let me throw this out at you. It was like a month ago, and there was multiple states had rabies outbreak fears. No kids had rabies. They tested the cats that were by the school. Nobody had rabies. Total national news. That's to create fear. You'd think a bioweapon lab with weaponized Ebola and down the street they're giving the medical workers a live Ebola shot. You'd think that'd be a top story. You would think so, Alex. And so I, uh, but again, uh, we see that what we're being told in the mainstream media is, uh, it does not seem to be the most important thing. And many times it looks like they're trying to distract us from the most important thing that is being buried. And so, I thank you for what you do with InfoWars on getting the word out. And I'm going to continue to 
Uh, well, Dr. Barlow, you know, I want to thank you. Like you got to come back soon about this. But you mentioned these graphs, cumulative reported deaths after vaccination three years. And, and I'm reading their own reports. And it's it's the, the government's own reports say that they think it's the shot causing a lot of it. Yes. So for, you know, bouncing around for the number one cause of polio now in Africa is the live virus vaccine virus. And so what could happen with a live Ebola virus vaccine that they have already started to use in Colorado? Uh, we can only imagine. But we need to we need to intervene and stop this gain of function genetic engineering with deadly viruses. It's supposed to be a level four biosafety lab if it's going to work with Ebola. And it's been reported that that lab is supposed to be a, a level two, which should not is not supposed to be working with Ebola. So we need to have more information. We need eyes on this. We need everybody uh, scrutinizing what's going on with that lab right now in Colorado Springs. Are they, um, are they, a, what level are they? Biosafety level four, biosafety level two. Uh, how many other, how many corners are they cutting? And should they be doing this in the United States at all? Joni Ernst, Senator from Iowa says no about this specific uh, bioweapon lab. All right, but, Doctor, we're out of time. I'm going to continue on and give him the floor with John Fleetwood on the other side. But again, where do people go? They need to go uh, to budesonineworks.com. Totally free. You're not even selling budesonine. You're trying to help people with what's right. ongoing with all these new viruses they've released. And, and, and where else do they find you? Well, uh, John Fleetwood, I collaborate with him a lot. When, he, when I uncover something, then he immediately knows where to go. And he should explain that to you, where, how he is with his gift sorting out the things that are hidden in the in the library of the National Institute of Health. All right. Well, you guys are quite the team. Dr. Bartlett, thank you for calling me yesterday. Thank you for warning us about this. I didn't know this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. All right. You can stay with us another 30 minutes, right, John Fleetwood? Yes, sir. You've been very calm and nice putting up with me and Dr. Bartlett. But I want to come back and talk about all your research, what you're doing. All right. We'll, we're going to go to break. Come right back. Please remember, folks, I don't have George Soros and your order funding. I'm funded by you, plus I've got products you need. Please go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products. Get a book, get a film, get a T-shirt, get wonderful traction systems, get the new special we've got running right now on DNA Force Plus and Real Red Bull Plus together, 50% off the Supercharger Body's Defenses Combo. They're 40% off individually. Get a copy of my book, The Great Awakening, either signed or signed. They're both fundraisers. Americans are fighting back. Humans are fighting back, but we can't do it without you. So please support us, and I thank all of those that have supported us in the years past. I want to encourage those that haven't to get in the fight now, but regardless, share the link at Infowars.com forward slash show and Real Alex Jones right now, because this isn't Netflix. It's not entertainment. It's not a movie. This is the real world, and only you can carry this info forward. Stay with us. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone which occurs naturally in our body, but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. 
The real red pill plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The supercharged special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. All right, John Fleetwood. We got another 30 minutes. I'm going to other news after you leave us. A lot of people join us every segment. So recap what's going on and then launch into you and Dr. Bartlett's research about this live Ebola being given to people in Colorado and with this bioweapon lab right down the street. Uh, please recap it and get into all the other information you weren't able to get into in the last hour. Yes, sir. Again, thank you for having me. So the, the key takeaway here is that you have a, a bat research lab, just like has been connected to the COVID outbreak that started at the Wuhan Institute of Virology there in Wuhan, China, funded by Peter Daszak. So you had a bat lab, Peter Daszak doing the funding, connected with NIH there in COVID. Well, lo and behold, you had the same theme happening right now. And that's going on in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, which is 65 miles, just 65 miles north of Denver Health, uh, which is a hospital that is injecting its healthcare workers with a live vaccine. And it's live according to the FDA insert, not according to any speculation. The FDA says it's a live insert. I mean, a live vaccine that's, uh, it's a live virus that's in this vaccine. That insert also says, this is the most important part, that this Ebola vaccine sheds. And that means that if you're vaccinated with this Ervibo Merck Ebola vaccine, you can then give that virus to another. And that happens 31.7% of the time. That's according to page 11 on the FDA insert. So if you go to that FDA insert, you can look at page two and right at the top of page two on the FDA insert for the Ervibo, E-R-V-E-B-O, Ebola vaccine, you can see on that second little paragraph there that it says it's a live vaccine. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not Alex Jones taking a guess. This is not Dr. Bartlett taking a guess. This is not me taking a guess. This is the FDA saying this is a live vaccine, a live virus in this vaccine. And then if you scroll down to page 11 under section 12.3, pharmacokinetics, you see the second little subheading there on page 11 of the insert says shedding. So we've been given in the truther community, by the way, where I get my info, we've been saying that the COVID vaccine sheds, or at least uh, showing the peer-reviewed studies that show that it sheds. By the way, that's where I get my information. Alex, you always say you're not, you're not a doctor and you, you kind of talk about your qualifications for reading this information. Yeah but you can read an article like you say, and you can go to PubMed, which is the uh, National Institutes of Health. That's where they store all of their, all of the peer-reviewed studies that get published. 
So what I do, for example, for, for my COVID research is I go to PubMed, I type COVID and I type vaccine. I hit enter and then I sort by date. So I get the most recent peer reviewed studies right there at the top. And all I do is I go looking for oil. I go reading through all the most recent head headlines with those two keywords. There's usually about a dozen, sometimes more. For some reason, with the, the turn of the new year, there have been a lot more studies that have been coming out talking about COVID and the vaccine. You go looking through the headlines for something that you think there might be oil there. You click it. You then go read the abstract, which you're always quoting on your show, the abstracts of these studies. Anybody can read these. And if you can't read them, just copy the stinking thing. Plug it into chat GPT or plug it into whatever AI, uh, type simplify and hit enter. And it'll, it'll simplify you, dumb it down as much as you want. Explain this to a kid. Explain this to a high schooler. Explain this to me like I'm five. Sometimes you have to do that with some of these studies, but anybody can do that. So I'll go looking through those abstracts. All right, John, we got to go to break. One there. minute. We're going to join some stations. Continue on here. The U.S. government has moved bioweapon labs to Denver and is ejecting health care staff with live Ebola, and it's shedding and spreading. That's the big takeaway, folks. Insanity. I wonder how Coloradans in Denver like knowing the government is injecting healthcare workers with live Ebola vaccine that's spreading and shedding, according to the FDA's own documents, and they've got a weaponized lab of illegal gain of function right down the street. JohnFleetwood.com is the website, also on Substack. That uh, works with Dr. Richard Barlow's on this last hour. John Fleetwood, you got her interrupted by the break. Please continue. Well, I just want to I want to carry on with with your train of thought there. What do the what do the people think? I, I thought to myself after finding out this information that they're building an Ebola gain of function research lab 65 miles north of Denver Health, where they're injecting their healthcare workers with a shedding uh, vaccine for Ebola, according to the FDA insert. After I uh, we, Dr. Bartlett and I discovered that. I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if any of the local, you know, the state senators or representatives would, would want to hear this. And you'd think, of course, they'd want to hear about this. I called the offices of uh, the, some of the Republican representatives there, and they couldn't care less. I mean, I tried to explain the gravity of what's going on here, the connections to what was going on with COVID. It was like they couldn't, they just couldn't care less. Left some other messages too, haven't heard back. I also called, I figured, well, maybe, maybe some of the local businesses would care about this. I mean, wouldn't you think they'd, they'd, have, a, they'd have a vested interest in keeping their area free of mass vaccinating, shedding Ebola vaccines. Well, yeah, people want don't want a homeless thing behind their house. Or they don't want a monkey research right. facility behind their house. But, oh, this is fine. I just got hung up on. It's like it's like people don't care. And maybe maybe it's because maybe it's because um, it's a, you know, Denver is going to have, it's a big city, so it's going to have a bigger Democrat population and maybe they just don't care yet. I mean, for crying out loud, they go along with this great reset narrative at the WEF. They love Bill Gates, even though you look at him and he looks like you say, he looks like a gargoyle and he doesn't look healthy at all. Like we're taking, we're taking, you know, health advice from somebody who doesn't lift, who, who doesn't go to infowarsstore.com and, and take those supplements to feel great and look great. And this guy who, by the way, says his favorite meal is a hamburger um, and we're listening to this guy for, for advice. And by the way, Bill Gates is the guy who's been funding the Canadian agency that created 
the Merck Urvibo vaccine. So this guy who said they're they're going to lower the world's population by 10 or 15 percent if they do a good enough job with vaccines. This is the guy that we're going to listen to for health advice. By the way, the insert uh, for the Urvibo vaccine that they're giving to these Denver health workers in Colorado, it says that they can detect viruses in the saliva and urine of the vaccinated individuals for up to 28 days. Now, that doesn't mean that they they went looking and they did the studies and, and tested for a year or two years to find out how long it was, and it's only 28 days. They're just saying 28 days at least. And by the way, on page 11 of the, the vaccine insert, it also says that the vaccine has not been tested for uh, uh, carcinogenicity. It hasn't been tested for genotoxicity. It hasn't been tested for male fertility. It hasn't been tested for female fertility. It hasn't been tested on, uh, with pregnant women. It hasn't been tested for any effects on lactation. And it hasn't been tested for maternal fetal transmission, meaning a vaccinated pregnant mother could potentially get uh, uh, infect their um, child with Ebola. They haven't tested for any of that. And if that's not bad enough, this very same vaccine made by Merck, who's an official partner of the World Economic Forum, owned by BlackRock Vanguard State Street, the, their Ervebo, E-R-V-E-B-O vaccine that we've been talking about, was given in mass campaigns across Africa before the 2016 outbreak, before the 2018 outbreak, before the 2020 outbreak, before the 2021 outbreak, and before the 2022 outbreak at least. So these are these are reported in major mainstream. And that's the biggest takeaway is they give these shots, outbreaks happen. So are you expecting an outbreak in Colorado? Well, we're we're not Nostradamus. And anytime Dr. Bartlett and I get the opportunity to talk about it, I always say we're not Nostradamus. You don't want to predict something like this, but it's highly, highly suspect. And it's in mainstream sources that one month to three months before massive Ebola outbreaks that led to, according to these mainstream sources, thousands of deaths, you had the Merck or Vibo Ebola vaccine given out in these massive campaigns. Now, to make things a little worse, you've got Red Hill Biopharma. Red Hill Biopharma. They're a biopharmaceutical company. They've got headquarters in Tel Aviv, Israel, and they've also got headquarters, by the way, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, the same Raleigh, North Carolina, where uh, Chapel Hill is located, connected to DASIC and funding that went to gain-of-function uh, research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Red Hill Biopharma is paid, funded by the U.S. military, according to this company's own press releases, they're being funded right now by the U.S. military to make new Ebola treatments, to make new Ebola drugs. So you have the U.S. government right now funding the creation of more Ebola treatments. At the same time, you have Denver health workers being injected with a shedding Ebola vaccine. At the same time, 65 miles north of that, you've got this Ebola bat lab uh, being built. Now, what they're also doing, Alex, you've, you've done an incredible job like nobody else reporting on the awful remdesivir. Remdesivir is the drug 
that the mainstream and the biopharmaceutical complex has been promoting over drugs that actually work, like uh, budesonide, like ivermectin, like uh, American Journal of Medicine saying, just get outside and do some exercise and you can lower your chance of, of getting the disease. Get some sunlight, take InfoWarsStore.com supplements and you'll, you, you'll have a better chance of not getting infected. So instead of promoting drugs that work and are proven safe and effective, during COVID, they pushed this drug called remdesivir, not to be confused with resveratrol. I always kind of mix the two, but resveratrol, it's in red grapes. It's really good for you. Remdesivir, not good. Th that actually, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, when they gave remdesivir to Ebola patients, they actually had a higher likelihood of dying. Let me say that again. Here's a drug that the mainstream has been pushing as a quote-unquote treatment for Ebola, the New England Journal of Medicine confirmed, this was in 2019, I believe, so recently, that when Ebola patients receive remdesivir, they have about a 3% higher likelihood of dying. Now, you fast forward to COVID, that's the drug they were pushing for COVID. And you've reported on, and you've had great guests on and experts who have shown the danger of remdesivir. Now, fast forward to right now, when you've got an Ebola lab being built in Colorado, they're injecting Denver health workers with the shedding Ebola vaccine. And now you've got Red Hill Biopharma being funded by the US military to make more Ebola quote unquote treatments that according to their press release says works better, and I'm putting that in quotes, they say it works better with remdesivir. So if I have to extrapolate so, out, finish your point, go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying it's it's the same. We've seen this before. Well, that have to extrapolate out. Give, give us your thing, but we have to extrapolate out. They're trying to create a secret project to have Ebola cases and then test on people that have Ebola. And it's a whole secret Ebola testing project in Colorado. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, and you, and you asked the right question. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And that's a good question. We know why they're doing it, Alex. And I've been listening to you for long enough to understand why they're doing this. Bill Gates says if they do a good enough job with vaccines, they can lower the population by 10 to 15%. Bill Gates is an official partner at the World Economic Forum. The World, the, the World Economic Forum has as an official partner Merck. Merck, if you go to weforum.org, weforum.org, and you look at their partners page, they have it listed alphabetically. You go down to M and you, you can click on Merck and you see right there, though, they don't hide it anywhere. They brag about this. Merck is an official partner of the World Economic Forum, partnered with Gates, and they're the ones making this Ervibo vaccine. So why are they doing it? I just trust, I trust what Bill Gates says about why they give vaccines, and it's because they want to lower the world's population by 10 to 15%. Alex, because they hate life. They hate enjoying life. They hate feeling good, and they want us to feel like garbage. They want us to be depressed. They want us not to make babies. They don't want us to feel vital. They don't want us to work out. They don't want us to go outside and get any sunlight. Uh, they don't want us to enjoy life. I'm, I'm a Christian, and I just read on the first page of the Bible, the first page in Genesis, God creates man to be fruitful in what? Be, or, or multiply and be fruitful. Be fruitful. 
enjoy your life. Go out and make something. Go out and do something. Go out and produce something. You get a rush and you get an energy that sustains you through life. When you do that, that's how God has made the human body to flourish, to be fruitful and multiply. They want to turn everything that scripture says and the way that God's ordered the universe, they want to turn it upside down and they want death. They don't want you to feel good. So I just, I trust Bill Gates and I trust the WEF when they say, uh, when they they want to take away our meat. I trust them when they say they want to lower the world's population by 10%. So I, I don't even have to speculate. I just have to do what Alex Jones does and, and quote them. And Bill Gates, by the way, y'all are showing a, a video there of Bill Gates, old Billy boy. He said right there in that video that the next, one of the next pandemics is going to be the Ebola pandemic. So again, I'm not Nostradamus. Dr. Bartlett's not Nostradamus, but you've got Gates saying there's going to be an Ebola pandemic. You've got him injecting a, a shedding vaccine into healthcare workers 65 miles south of which they're building an Ebola gain of function bat lab. You just put all those things together and what does it look like? It looks like they're, they're trying to lower the population. But one of my favorite things is uh, that Dr. Bartlett always says, it's that we are not helpless or hopeless. We're not helpless or hopeless. Number one, we have Christ. We have the Holy Spirit in us who's powering you, Alex, who's powering Dr. Bartlett, who's powering myself. Uh, we've confessed with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. We've believed in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We've been changed. Now we love life. Now we seek liberty. We love America because it says in its founding documents that, uh, that we are endowed by our creator with inalienable rights, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, how can we find happiness even through what apparently Gates is trying to do to us? Well, there are some solutions here. We have treatments for Ebola that are safe and effective. By, remember the EUA, the emergency use authorization? I don't know if they're going to maybe be making a new, a new Ebola vaccine that they might have to get an EUA for. I don't know. But if they try to do that, what I know is you can't get an EUA if you have safe and effective treatment for the disease, which with COVID, we had budesonide, potentially ivermectin, and down the list. So you can't get an EUA for dangerous mRNA or other vaccines um, if, if there is safe and effective treatment for the disease. Well, with Ebola, it turns out we do have safe and effective treatment that the NIH, that the FDA have already confirmed work. So what are those treatments? Um, the first one is called NTZ. NTZ. That's Nancy Tom Zulu. Nancy Tom Zulu. NTZ. It's short for nitazoxanide. Nitazoxanide. N-I-T-A-Z-O-X-A-N-I-D-Z. NTZ. Nancy Tom Zulu. Now, it is safe and effective. It's an antiviral, safe and effective treatment against Ebola. How do I know that? Well, I do what Alex Jones does, and I just quote peer-reviewed, published research that's already been established. This was published in iScience. It's a peer-reviewed scientific journal back in 2019. So we've known at least for 2019, but it goes back even farther than that. 
Here's a, here's a headline from iScience, peer-reviewed study. The FDA-approved oral drug nitazoxanide amplifies host antiviral responses and inhibits Ebola virus. Huh. It inhibits Ebola virus, NTZ, according to iScience 2019. Sure. So we know they suppressed one. therapeutics during the COVID deal. They're obsessed with Ebola. The WF, the UN says it's imminent, and now we know they're injecting people with a live sloughing virus. It's a giant crime, and Trump, if he gets reelected, has got to put a stop to this. we got to shut down these bioweapon labs. It's how the globals panic get pure power. They've admitted their own documents. They're going to use viruses for control. Operation Lockstep is just one example, and it's so transparent what they're doing. Yes, sir. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on Trump. I'd love to hear some more. Alex, I listen to you every day, but I'd love to be able to ask you, you point blank. I love Trump. I love the MAGA movement. There's nobody else who's going to win at this point. Look at his rallies. Compare his rallies to a Biden rally. Compare his rally or to other contenders on the right. Compare it to a Haley rally. Compare it to a DeSantis rally. Trump rallies. Trump all other contenders, whether Democrat or Republican, um, that's why Jamie Dimon now is, you know, I think he's kind of thinking Trump's going to get in. They all know Trump's going to get in. That's why this Ebola thing looks like maybe that's going to be like what they did with COVID because Trump is so far ahead in the polls and it really looks like he's going to get in. There's nobody better. Who's better? Who, who has a better shot of getting in? It's Trump. Even if you don't like the way he talks, I want a cage fighter to go up against the mainstream media. I want to. Sure, but how do you square the thing? And I, and, I, and I understand that. He didn't want force injections and he didn't want all that, but he did go along with warp speed because he wanted to open the economy. And I'm, I'm really concerned they could pull another virus and he might go along with it. We need to see more. I'm supporting Trump overall. We need to see more decisive statements that he won't go along with the new viral power grab, but they'll run the same play against him again. Your, your take on that. Uh, can you hear me, John Fleetwood? Yeah, we just lost John's audio. All right, just reconnect with John, and uh, we'll come back to him. Folks, he, he, here's what happens in slavery. It's being normalized. They have level four bioweapon labs, over 100 of them across the country, and they're testing every horrible pathogen and souping them up, gain of function. It's totally illegal, and they're doing it in the name of safety, but you, it always leads back to them where it's released from, and they get all the power out of it. So they have the motive, they have the history, they block the therapeutics. These are bad people. Uh, John, I was asking what you think of Trump supporting warp speed. Is your audio back? All right, well, we'll end the interview now. Thank you, John. We got some technical difficulties. I appreciate you joining us. Great points uh, that you made. I've got this rule with talk radio. When audio doesn't work two or three times, I just shut it down. There's nothing worse than shows that just go on and on and on and on. Trying to reconnect. If I die in a car wreck today, guys, when other hosts are here doing the show, just let's not do 30 minutes of that. Trying to reconnect. All right, crew's great. All right. Uh, we got about five minutes left to break. There's a lot of news I haven't gotten to yet. But, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it. It's illegal under federal law, and that's a good law, uh, to have all this going on. Their gain of function, creating these weapons, and we just sit here and we just take it. And we shouldn't be taking it. We shouldn't be going along with it. And they have the motive. They have the history. They've done it over and over again. I'm going to say it again. 
They're injecting healthcare workers in Colorado with live Ebola that is weakened. But if you have an autoimmune issue or you've got cancer or whatever, it can kill you just like Ebola. In fact, it is Ebola. Why are they doing that and why isn't it a national news story? You can better believe, you'll see this in the Daily Mail tomorrow, than on Fox News by Monday, and that's why we're here. Because nine times out of ten, we break the hard stories to then push it in the mainstream media, which is great, so we can have a national debate and an international debate about the situation. But that's why we're here. That's why you support us. That's why we're on air. That's why we do this. So I want to thank uh, both of those guests, Dr. Richard Bartlett and the other guests we had on for contacting us to get that information out because I was not even aware that was going on. I knew the Pentagon was injecting people around the world. I knew that all the big Ebola outbreaks were from the vaccine, which he mentioned that are in the government documents, but I had no idea that just north of me, like six, seven hours away in a car, eight hours away in a car, in Denver, Colorado, they are doing this. That is outrageous. But really, it's up to you, the viewers and listeners now, to decide whether you're upset about this and decide whether you trust these people to be doing this and, and to ask yourselves, why isn't this a bigger news story? Why isn't this all over the place? Why isn't this being screamed from the rooftops? That's a really important question because they treat us like animals. They treat us like children. They treat us like we're idiots, and they don't want a larger discussion of this. I mean, I've been on air 29 years. And 29 years ago, I was saying college was a scam. Most degrees are worthless. Now CNN says, what do we do about college degrees being worthless? And now they admit that most of the inflation is held in corporations, stock, and in real estate. But nobody can afford a house who doesn't already have a house. And it creates this class war situation. So we're in the middle of this globalist New World Order takeover. And if we go along with their recommendations and the things they push, the things they do, we get more enslaved. If we challenge every globalist operation and don't submit to it and say no to it, we're going to win. And I played that clip in the first hour of the head of the Heritage Foundation saying, look, the world's awake to global elites. We're coming after you. You're done. And they squirm around. They're all scared. And they, they say their number one mission is censoring us. Their number two mission is getting trust in us again. How do we trust you when you're so damn evil? That's the larger question. That's the larger issue. All right, I got a bunch of clips I haven't gotten to. I've got a bunch of news I haven't hit yet on China buying up the farmland, on the depopulation, our major cities, on depression exploding in the young because of all the screen time and chemicals they're on, and so much more today that we're going to be hitting. And also, Tucker Carlson, in just one minute, completely took Nikki Haley to the woodshed. We're going to play that clip when we come back on the other side. But we are living in an insane time right now. We are living in such an amazing time right now. And they can't win if we know what's going on and if we don't roll over. And that's the whole point of this broadcast. We'll be right back. Please stay with us for the final 30 minutes I'm hosting. And then who's doing the uh, fourth hour today? That'll be Jade Iyer. Yep, it's Jade Iyer. 
Coming up, stay with us. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. All right, we just spent an hour and a half talking about live Ebola being injected into people. The Alex Jones Show, because there is a war on for your mind. And notice how we're just normalized to homeless and feces and needles and open borders and giant caravans and wars are just normalizing all of it right now. I want to play this report because it's so important. Disease X, a secret weapon for the new world order. Then I'll get back in the news. Who knows what their internal numbers are, but as far as we can pull together, the psychos at Davos 2024 are gleefully celebrating their victorious genocide of 17 million people from their poisonous jabs with far more in their sights. The unelected so-called health experts at Davos 2024 are now prioritizing Disease X, the final solution to solidify New World Order domination. How did we get here? It began with utilizing COVID hysteria. Dr. Fauci blew up the age-old regulatory process for testing new vaccines in order to bring in a host of DNA-altering technology. COVID has since been proven to have been created in a lab. Disease X is lab-driven from the outset. Decades of researching human genes in mice and other animals and the discovery of ancient diseases have resulted in the World Economic Forum nonchalantly predicting that Disease X, with a 100% kill rate, could spread across the world in as little as 36 hours, killing upwards of 80 million people. Research has been ongoing at the UK's high-security, state-of-the-art facility in Porton Down, where a threat list grows of animal viruses capable of infecting humans. Meanwhile, the United States Congress is pushing the bio-research bill, H.R. 3832, to further U.S. labs' research of Disease X. Disease X represents far more than a pandemic of untold mass death. Disease X allows the pharma billionaires behind it to become trillionaires. Now, Disease X, um, I've been teaching this sort of thing pretty well full-time since 1990. And um, I'd never heard of this Disease X, so I looked at some of my books. Because when I wrote my book, I couldn't remember putting it in. So it wasn't in there, but so it must be a new disease. It's a virus we don't know yet, but we do know it's out there. But the 
video I was doing yesterday was examining a particular virus uh, that was uh, experimentally used to infect mice, caused a disease of the brain. And on, uh, at, the, at the end of the study, none of the mice at the end of the study were alive anymore. And that virus, my understanding from reading of the paper, was it had been, it evolved in cell cultures in a laboratory. So as a result of going through cell cultures in a laboratory, the function of the virus had been, uh, had been increased. So is the next pandemic really preventable? <laughs> Funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation supported CEPI to invest $1.2 million in a startup to create under-the-tongue vaccine wafers for needle-free vaccines against disease X, while simultaneously allowing the World Health Organization's pandemic treaty to reach into sovereign nations and bypass their governments, a policy-shifting Trojan horse that was rehearsed at the Clade X tabletop exercise by the Johns Hopkins Center in Washington, D.C. in 2018. The World Health Organization estimates that 150 million people have died. That's approximately 2% of the global population. In the U.S., there have been an estimated 82 million severe cases and 15 million deaths. At least 5 million Claydex deaths happened because adequate medical care wasn't available. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 90%. The GDP, down 50%. It was only by nationalizing the healthcare system that basic medical care is still available. The government now pays for, controls, and rations all medical care. The president remains in critical condition. And while the vice president is out of intensive care, he remains unable to assume his constitutional duties. One third of the US Congress is dead or incapacitated. What if years go by without a vaccine? Then experts tell us that we could eventually see 30 to 40 million deaths in the US and more than 900 million around the world. 12% of the global population. As the expose reported, Claydex is said to have illustrated high-level strategic decisions and policies needed to prevent a severe pandemic or diminish its consequences should prevention fail, and will educate senior leaders at the highest levels of U.S. government as well as members of the global policy and preparedness community and the general public. Disease X is coming, but it isn't some chaotic pandemic we must manage. It is a genocidal kill weapon agreed upon by the worst members of humanity. John Bound reporting. Powerful report, DZX, a secret weapon for New World Order. Up at Band.Video, please share it. Uh, so now this is breaking news. Talk about how the, the system's chosen medical tyranny as the way to take over because they found we lay down to the medical system more. There's a lot of good people in the medical system, a lot of bad. But Massachusetts Hospital warns patients who commit microaggressions, that's anything a leftist says, could be denied care. Public Hospital Massachusetts issued a warning that patients who violate their new code of conduct by using racist, discriminatory words or body language, oh, body language, could be told to seek non-emergency medical care elsewhere in early January. Milford Regional Medical Center, MRMC, implemented a new patient and visitor code of conduct which describes a list of microaggressions that could serve as grounds for denial of treatment. The video featuring Chief Medical Officer Peter G. Smolowitz explained the code of its ramifications was featured in the announcement. Super creepy. We're going to show you that video coming up next segment. Meanwhile, China 
accelerates buying farmland while they try to cut off everybody else's farmland. You can see what's happening there. But I wanted to play a clip of Tucker Carlson with the great Jack Posobiec, with the great Tucker Carlson, talking about bird brain, talking about Nikki Haley, which is true. She is nothing but a pure robot and an archetypal example of what we face. Here's the clip. No, you'd be cool with Nikki Haley on there, right? No, Nikki Haley running with Trump? Oh, that was a joke. You know, that's so grotesque that I've got to think people who support Trump currently would come out against Trump you know vehemently. What you know what someone said to me recently? Do you think that's real? I think there's a push for it. I think the push From for whom? It is real. From her people. You know what someone said to me, though? Very, very recently, we said on the show, they said it was Richard Barris. He does People's Pundit. And he said, full credit, he said, they will install her. They will try to install her as VP so they can take out Trump. Of course. Are you there's for I was about to say there's no one more sinister than Nikki Haley, but that's giving her credit for existing, which I don't think she actually does. I mean, but I think Nikki Haley is a hologram. I mean, she's not Nikki Haley is just a physical representation of the lust for power of the oligarch class. It's just yes. like if Ken Griffin, you know, had a sock puppet, it would be Nikki Haley. I mean, it's like the most dis why is Nikki Haley even in the race? She's her views bear no resemblance to the views of Republican primary voters. None. She's totally for the BLM riot. She's totally for the tranny insanity. And she's for declaring war on half the world. You know, I honestly think if you said to Nikki Haley, she, you know, she's whatever. I've got her positions now. But if you said to Nikki Haley, look, I have a lot of money, like for real. I've got a hundred billion dollars and I'll give you a third of it to come out and attack Israel. There's no question that she would. I mean, this is a person. You just turn around. Just no, 100%. On, a dime, on a dime like that. You know, I've really thought about it. And I think that Benjamin Netanyahu is the you know greatest threat to world peace. And I think, honestly, we should take their nuclear weapons away. Maybe we invade Israel because they're a threat to national security. I think she'd be saying stuff like that if you paid her enough. That's why they're attracted to Biden and Kamala Harris and Nikki Haley. They are soulless vessels for whatever they want to put into them. It's that simple. And we're living in an incredible time. We're going to go to break here in a moment. And then China's buying up U.S. farmland. But just how much isn't clear? Bloomberg, we're going to hit that in a few other news articles here before Jay Dyer takes over on this live Friday, January 19th, 2024. That takes some getting used to. 2024 edition. We're almost through the first month of 2024. Wow. What an exciting time to be alive, folks. We'll be right back. All right, it's gotten almost no attention here in the United States, but it's big news from Zero Hedge up on Infowars.com. China's stock market hits rock bottom up for 6.3 trillion market loss. Brokers suspend short selling. So that's happening today. That's how crazy and how volatile the world is right now. You can imagine Coming up on the war room in an hour, they're going to be covering it, but Jade Iyer is about to take over. But getting back to microaggressions, oh, you didn't say anything. First, we're going to kick you out of school or take your bank account because you said something racist. But now it's a microaggression. It's some hidden code. Well, the medical system is great if they're not tyrants, but it's where a lot of control freaks and weirdos and, 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 and bullies like to get ensconced. Like in my view, Chief Medical Officer Peter J. Smolwitz up at a big hospital group in Massachusetts. And believe me, he's doing this as part of a test. He's on a standalone saying, if your body language is wrong, we're going to deny you health care. Here he is. Hello. 
I'm Dr. Peter Smolowitz, Chief Medical Officer at Milford Regional Medical Center. Milford Regional Medical Center is committed to providing exceptional healthcare services to our community with dignity, compassion, and respect. Everyone should expect a safe, caring, and inclusive environment in all our spaces. Our patient and visitor code of conduct helps us meet this goal. Words or actions that are disrespectful, racist, discriminatory, hostile, or harassing are not welcome and will not be tolerated. Examples of these include offensive comments about others' race, ethnicity, accent, religion, gender, sexual orientation, or other personal traits, refusal to see a clinician or other staff member based on these personal traits, aggressive or intimidating behavior, physical or verbal threats and assaults, sexual or vulgar words or actions, and disrupting another patient's care or experience. Please recognize that body language and tone of voice are also important parts of communication. If we believe you have violated our code with unwelcome words or actions, you will be given a chance to explain your point of view. We will always carefully consider your response before we make any decisions about future care at Milford Regional. Know that we also have a similar code of conduct in place for our staff and providers. To review the full patient and visitor code of conduct, visit our website. We look forward to continuing to serve our community and trust that this code of conduct clarifies expectations and reinforces our commitment to a safe, caring, and inclusive environment for all. Yeah. I wonder if you can put on a ventilator there and not give them health care. Very, very scary, folks. A cult. Oh, your body language. We're going to deny you health care for your body language. Or if you haven't taken the shot, we're going to deny you health care. You've, you've, you've certainly heard that everywhere out of these people. They don't want to be questioned. They want you to know you're being bullied the minute you come in here because we're a predatory organization. We have a predatory government run by predatory banks, run by predatory BlackRock that is at war with us. They try to make you take the poison shot and tell you it's the law. When it's not, illegal aliens are exempt from it. They are at war, and they think they're on the winning team. They're a bunch of wimps like this so-called doctor. Absolutely disgusting. And notice he said, oh, you don't have to say the things. We just want to imagine you said them so we can throw you out on the curb. We have cancer as a culture, ladies and gentlemen. But the good news is there's hearings coming out on all of this. This information is beginning to break everywhere. But before I hit MTG and congressional hearings on the deadly spike protein, here's the Biden administration. And look, I, I don't worship Greg Abbott. I've had big problems with him. But they've got the, the National Guard, the State Guard down there, literally blocking the feds from bringing illegals in and put up barbed wire. And the feds are in a showdown right now. So here's a local newscast on that, Clip 11. Video today shows Texas installing even more fencing and razor wire inside Shelby Park. Defying the Biden administration's deadline to reopen the property to the feds. Fox cameras captured this moment when the Texas National Guard told migrants approaching the razor wire barricade to turn around to Mexico. The United States government is suing Texas, arguing its agents need access to this 2.5-mile stretch of land around Shelby Park, especially during emergencies. 
Texas DPS tells Fox News that Texas kicked the feds out from this park because it thinks it can do a better job deterring migrants, claiming the Biden administration removes the state's razor wire and doesn't care about securing the border. It's not normal. It's not uh, humane for anyone to cross a river, including children. It really shows how the federal government is attacking Texas for trying to prevent that because what they want to do they want to keep the border open. Also, a major change in procedure. Texas is now arresting migrants illegally crossing into the U.S., which Governor Abbott implemented under his emergency declaration. All right, so this is real. It's a beta test to see if we back Abbott. That's what he's doing. And they are arresting the people. They put bar bar up to block it at the main invasion point in the U.S., Eagle Pass. So... A lot of folks want to say, oh, I don't believe Abbott. When people start doing the right thing, let's support it. Abbott doesn't have the forces to block the whole border. He's starting there. There's a month ago with the feds with bulldozers running over the barbed wire Abbott put up. So this is a real confrontation, a real constitutional struggle. This is happening. And when political pressure on the governor finally gets the right responses, we shouldn't sit back and say, this is BS. He's done nothing. We should encourage him and the state police and the Texas National Guard for doing the right thing. I want to end this hour before Jay and I are takes over with incredible analysis and information with MTG, part of her hearing on blood-related injuries caused by COVID-19 and vaccines, so-called vaccines. But please remember, we are listener-supported at InfoWarsStore.com. Books, films, T-shirts, water filtration, storable food, amazing supplements, big sales going on Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus as a combo, 50% off, 40% off individually. Please go to InfoWarsTour.com and help fund the next American Revolution and get great products at the same time. I want to thank you all for your consideration. I ask you now to go to InfoWarsTour.com. Jay Dyer is coming up. Here is part of MTG's amazing hearing. The full hearings on InfoWars.com. I know I'm probably out of time, but I just say the cartelization that you've described is reminiscent of previous um, cartelizations through history. I mean, if you look into Japan, 1912 to 1926, you're going to see that kind of same cartelization that takes place. And what does that lead to? It leads to loss of, of liberty, freedom for the nations that are cartelized. And and you you described a, a global cartel, basically, a cabal. Dr. Milhome. Yeah, I'd like to take it um, as a, it's a really good question, and I think it's so multifaceted. But I wanted to take it from the physicians, sort of this new corporatization of America. Um, and there was there's a carrot and a stick. The carrot is, is if you get enough of your panel vaccinated, you get a bonus. If you don't, you don't get the bonus. That's all throughout. When that came out, I'd never heard about that as a pediatrician before. I, I told people that doesn't occur. There's no way that happens. Pediatricians don't do this. Then I heard that if they had enough, they got a $40,000 bonus. What? What? And then if you speak out and you don't do it and you don't know because of the electronic medical record, they know everything that's going on and you have the green light or the red light and all these kinds of things. Everyone knows that the practice, the practice governors know what's going on. And so if there are incentives that are even beyond the doctor to doctor, but into corporate medicine, that's a pretty big carrot but there's also a stick is that if you speak out about this, you, you venture to say, I don't, I, you know, this, 
I mean, whenever, whenever in medicine was I told what I could say what should be exempted, you can only exempt this vaccine for this. No, I've exe exempted so many kids for a vaccine. Oh, you had a bad reaction? That? Okay, I'm never going to give that to you. This is basic. Never in our history were doctors limited on what we could exempt if we said, this is bad for our patient. You can't say that. And if you say it, you're gone. So that's that. The other part is, is what you were speaking to, Congressman Davidson, is the issue of when the doctors wake up and they realize the data were there and they caused harm to their patient, there's concern, am I liable now because I ignored the data? And if now I insisted and I told them, and maybe I didn't give them informed consent, maybe, maybe I didn't tell them of the specific numbers of myocarditis we know occur. Maybe I forced a person who was completely healthy who had no risk to get something that had a true known risk. Maybe some of this is just like, I, I don't, I, I can't say this vaccine is wrong now because now I have to own all the ones when I said it was right, when the data were there and I ignored it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Two years in the making, and we didn't plan it like this because we didn't know, to release Alex Jones' New World Order Wars that's all about fighting Epstein and Clinton and Hillary and the deep state and the pedo rings. Whole levels just dealing with that because that's the truth of how they operate. And now the game went on Steam, the biggest online platform of video games in the world. 150 million users a week and it already shot to number one. So find the link to Steam at alexjonesgame.com or search Alex Jones' New World Order Wars at Steam and get it for yourself. It's got an incredible 97% reviews. We'll put the link to Steam on screen and to alexjonesgame.com. Get it. We are taking back the culture. We are taking things back. This will fund the info war going into the election in the next 10 months. The only way we fail is if we don't take action. Get New World Order Wars by Alex Jones now. Power of the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. You can find me on Twitter, X. Under Jay Dyer, you can find me on Rockfin. You can find me on YouTube. Under all those outlets under my name, I cover geopolitics. I cover philosophy. I cover film. Today, I have with me a, an amazing, honored guest. Roger Stone is going to be joining me. And I've got a lot of questions I want to ask Roger. Uh, he's all over the news right now because there appears to be a an, an audio that uh, looks doctored. They want to make sure that they take down Roger before the Trump election. And we know that Trump's saying a lot of good things. I want to ask Roger a lot of questions about Trump, uh, the campaign this year. And I want to ask Roger as well about some of the uh, long-time experiences, or some of the experiences he had in his long time uh, as a political scion, somebody in the background who's seen a lot of what's really going on, who understands the deep state. He did an interview with Alex a few weeks ago, and he went pretty deep into the question of the time period when Kissinger was calling the shots. Roger Stone talks about Watergate. Uh, I thought he had some really amazing insights that they kind of breezed through in that interview, and, and I'd like to really drill into some of that. But but before we do, Roger, how you doing? Would you uh, like to respond to some of these uh, doctored audios that they have of you? Sure. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and Jay, thanks uh, for having me. Uh, the political use of AI is the wave of the future. 
uh, as you know, you can seamlessly now uh, create audios or videos, putting words into the mouths of people who never said them. That is the case here. Uh, far left. posted a, an audio uh, in which they claim I made threats against uh, two sitting Democrat members of Congress. Uh, they, of course, immediately went out and cried crocodile tears. There's only one major problem. Uh, this audio is a fraud. Uh, not only did I subject it to two uh, of the most widely used uh, AI detectors, uh, where uh, and I posted the results, uh, both of them concluded there was a 90 plus a percent likelihood it was fraudulent. I also had to go out and retain one of the country's foremost experts in this area who has also examined it forensically and reached the same conclusion, a fraud inadmissible in any court in the United States. It's character assassination. Uh, it's born of two things, Jay. First, there is bitterness uh, that I didn't die in a federal prison when I was framed by Robert Mueller for non-existent crimes. Uh, no Russian collusion was found, no WikiLeaks collaboration. Uh, I was charged for lying to Congress in my voluntary testimony regarding Russian collusion that never actually existed. Uh, and in fact, uh, Special Counsel Mueller's final unredacted report, once a judge ordered him to release it, even he could not sugarcoat the fact that they'd found no Russian collusion or any role collaborating with WikiLeaks on my part or the violation of any other law. So there's great bitterness. I'm a hate figure on the American left. Secondarily, I'm clickbait. Put Roger Stone's name into any headline and, uh, and drooling uh, hateful leftists will click on it and you make money. Uh, and then lastly, I've been full-throated in my support for President Donald Trump, my friend of 45 years, who is, I really believe, on the cusp of taking this country back. Now, people say to me, well, why don't you sue them? Well, perhaps I will. The standard for defamation is extraordinarily high because I'm a public figure. Uh, on the other hand, I could prove uh, uh, in a court of law, if necessary, that, uh, that this audio is indeed a fraud. Uh, and I am talking to attorneys. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but uh, that kind of sums it up. I appreciate the opportunity because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of vituperation. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of attacks on me right now. Uh, and it's uh, it's because I'm a, 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 an America first patriot. We've seen these attacks on Alex Jones. Now you see these attacks on me. It's just it's yet another witch hunt. Yeah, I remember seeing you all over the news when they raided you, and it was a spectacle. Don't go anywhere. This is the Alex Jones Show. We'll be right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the fourth hour of the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. I'm honored to be with Roger Stone today, and we were just talking about the spectacle that the media created. Of course, Roger really had to go through a lot of persecution, so I'm not trying to uh, play it down. But a lot of these things are created for uh, for appearances, and oh. You know, you've got all these agents at your house. You must have done something bad. He must have been involved in Russian collusion. And yet we saw throughout the whole period that over and over and over the Russia collusion uh, uh, hoax collapsed. And it collapsed over and over and over throughout. The, I followed it intently. I was watching it. I knew it was fake from the beginning. 
and it's and it's still it was still just a media creation. They, they did the same thing with Alex to where, oh, you got to pay billion dollars. You got maybe we should make it a trillion dollars. Roger, you've been in politics for so long. Have you ever seen anything like this kind of stuff? To me, it just seems just insane that that they would pull these kinds of tricks against Alex, against Trump, against you. Is there is there anything like this? Things like Watergate don't even seem to compare to this kind of stuff. No, it never used to be like this. There was a time in America when both parties believed in the country, both car- country, uh, both parties believed in the Constitution. Uh, Democrats wanted to uh, spend a little more uh, and tax a bit more. Uh, they probably took a softer line against uh, international communism, but they were still anti-communist. Both parties were pro-free enterprise. Uh, both parties were pro-capitalism. Uh, that's no longer the case. The once great Democratic Party, the party of John F. Kennedy, the party of Harry Truman, both of whom were ardent anti-communists, uh, has been captured by a socialist uh, elite clique. Uh, the deep state, what Dwight Eisenhower warned us about, he called it the military-industrial complex, is a very real. Uh, these are unelected bureaucrats, uh, and other officials, some of them are in uh, the government, some are in our intelligence agencies, some of them are in the Pentagon and in our military, some of them are in the think tanks, some of them are in the universities, some of them are in the defense contractors, uh, but they've already announced their plans to, uh, in anticipation of the fact that Donald Trump may be democratically elected as the next president, to strip the presidency of its control of the military. In other words, taking away civilian control of the military, which is enshrined in our constitution. These folks are very, very open about their plan. Uh, they don't even hide it. In, in the case of Russian collusion, uh, which is makes Watergate look like small potatoes, I mean, let's be clear. Uh, the Russian collusion hoax, uh, as, uh, as delivered to us by Barack Obama and Joe Biden is nothing less than the use of the full legal authority of the United States government, plus the extraordinary capabilities of our intelligence agencies to use what they knew was fabricated evidence, uh, the Steele dossier, uh, and a false narrative about a Russian hack of the DNC, which they have no proof of either because it never happened, uh, to uh, provide the rationale for the appointment of a special counsel, uh, for an extra governmental effort to take down a duly elected president uh, without any real evidence of Russian collusion. That would be Donald Trump. Uh, That kind of uh, abuse of power makes Watergate look like small potatoes. I mean, Watergate, in comparison, a, a small group of private individuals Uh, not really realizing that they're doing the handiwork of the Central Intelligence Agency, uh, break into the Watergate and place a bunch of listening devices that, well, never actually work. Uh, We know so much now, more now than we knew then. Uh, Declassified documents just out in the last year show us that Central Intelligence Agency was fully aware of the plan to break into the Watergate, that they uh, infiltrated the Watergate burglar team. Uh, At least four of the eight Watergate burglars uh, were still on the payroll of the CIA, were still reporting to their handlers at the CIA. 
uh, I think this was uh, a hedge uh, against uh, Nixon's stated desire to reorganize the government, uh, to take power away from the national security apparatus. This is reflected not only in his own biography, it's reflected in the diaries uh, of his uh, chief of staff, H.R. Haldeman. This was a, would have been a death blow to the intelligence agencies, and it's why Nixon was removed uh, in a silent coup, as opposed to the bloody coup in which John F. Kennedy, who also threatened the power of these same unelected elites, was removed. Exactly. I was going to say, uh, you know, even even a movie like uh, Oliver Stone's Nixon, there's even scenes that were that were deleted where we clearly have uh, the CIA kind of do, being involved in the background of uh, of arranging to get rid of Nixon to make him look bad to throw in, you know, these uh, these scandals that would toxify his uh, his presidency. And that's exactly what they did. I'm curious because, you know, you did an interview with Alex uh, maybe a week to two weeks ago. And you were talking about the passing of Kissinger, and you mentioned some of the key figures that really, uh, I think, uh, are emblematic of this deep state. Somebody like a Henry Kissinger, even though he's no longer with us, Henry Kissinger would definitely be one of these types of people who kind of was in the background calling the shots and had a very uh, uh, internationalist, globalist perspective when it came to you know things like uh, massive depopulation and 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 putting the uh, the you know the U.S. into a kind of a, a an internationalist Bilderberg style uh, uh, subservience to to these uh, you know UN type entities Davos and so forth. Did you begin to see when you were you know uh, in, in politics at that time? Did you begin to see uh, the emergence of this military industrial complex, this deep state uh, that would be kind of a uniparty at that time, or did, was it something that you noticed later on that really emerged? Uh, you know, post JFK, we we have the assassination of JFK. We have uh, other political figures assassinated that really seemed to point to this uh, this deep state in the background. Did you begin to notice that at that time, or or because you talked about Haig and Kissinger being really key figures in Watergate? Yeah, I didn't really recognize it at the time. Remember, I was 19 years old when I worked for Richard Nixon initially. Uh, I had uh, it was really not until I wrote my book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy: The Case Against LBJ, which became a New York Times bestseller. Uh, and uh, until I got a chance to spend time with Richard Nixon in his post-presidential years, that I began to put together the pieces of the puzzle. Uh, listen, Nixon did not erase the tapes. He didn't destroy the tapes because uh, he felt that they were his protection against Dr. Henry Kissinger, taking credit for some of Nixon's more notable achievements, ending the war in Vietnam, uh, for example. Uh, the uh, the uh, strategic arms limitation agreement with the Soviets, opening the door to China at a time when China was a backwards, dirt poor agrarian society with no technological or particular uh, nuclear capability. Uh, Richard Nixon had no way of knowing that 30 years later, the, uh, the Bushes and the Clintons were going to give them most favored nation trading status, and the Clintons were actually going to sell them uh, our most, our deepest military missile targeting secrets. It is these things that made China the menace it is, the danger it is today. Nixon pulled China out of the Soviet orbit and then skillfully played them off against the Soviets. Henry Kissinger uh, post-Nixon is when he becomes extraordinarily dangerous uh, and he goes out on his globalist mission.
Yeah, I noticed uh, you mentioned LBJ there, you know, your book uh, in regard to what happened with JFK. <clears throat> I, re I remember seeing and reading some stuff many years ago that pointed also to per perhaps the collusion of Bush Sr., who had that short stint, I think maybe a year as head of the CIA. Do you think do you think that that's what's going on there with uh, with regard to JFK is that we have LBJ really kind of saying we got to get rid of this guy uh, and maybe he's utilizing uh, individuals like Bush Sr. via the CIA? Uh, actually, the time frame, the time narrative doesn't work for that. Bush does not become uh, director of the Central Intelligence Agency until 1975. Uh, in 1963, George Bush is uh, running for the U.S. Senate in Texas. Uh, he's uh, he's a, a minor figure. Did George Bush uh, and his father, Prescott Bush, who was a pillar of the establishment, know about the plan uh, to kill Kennedy? I think there's a high probability he did. Was he actually uh, himself directly involved? No, I, I think it was done far above him, to be quite honest with you. All right, uh, let's uh, hold that. We'll, this is The Alex Jones Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. We are talking about the greatest hits of the deep state. And one of those uh, greatest hits was, of course, the JFK event. And, uh, of course, Roger Stone is one of the one of the key people to talk to about this because he studied this for many, many years. He's got a book on the subject. He goes deep into it. And I was asking about the history of the Bush family and their legacy. Of course, we know they're big time deep state players uh, have been going back uh, a few generations. And uh, I was asking Roger about uh, the, the, this this move of Bush Sr. in the background when he was uh, head of the CIA in 1975. And uh, Roger said, well, the timeline doesn't really line up. However, there are some interesting uh, insights when we look at the Bushes and people like that that can give us a picture of who the deep state really is and how these players today are still going after people like Donald Trump. So it's the same kind of ideology, the same kind of uh, military industrial complex background players. Roger, what, what did you want to tell us about uh, the Bushes there? Uh, so you raised a very good question. Look, anyone... Uh, who's old enough to remember the assassination of John F. Kennedy, uh, remembers exactly where they were and what they were doing when they heard it, because it was such shocking news. The country uh, was in shock, yet George H.W. Bush insisted for 30 years that he didn't remember that he was in Dallas uh, the morning of the assassination. Uh, and uh, he actually... This has been documented through a local newspaper, uh, flew from Dallas to Tyler, Texas, where he gave a lunchtime speech to a Chamber of Commerce group. But within minutes of the Kennedy assassination becoming publicly known, uh, George H.W. Bush called the FBI station chief uh, in Houston, uh, essentially, in my opinion, just to establish an alibi, essentially telling him, uh, this is George Bush, uh, I'm in Tyler, Texas. Uh, there's a young man who's uh, in, a member of the Young Republican Club in Harris County, which is Houston, who may or may not have made threats against the president. I don't know. I've heard that. Uh, by the way, did I mention that I'm here in Tyler, Texas? Uh, it, it's very, very uh, suspicious. Then he goes on to tell uh, the head of the FBI uh, in uh, in Houston that uh, that he is flying back to uh, to Houston that night when he doesn't fly back to Houston. He flies back to Dallas that night. Uh, and when the FBI and the Secret Service go to the home 
of the young man that Bush had named. He's in his backyard pushing, painting Bush for U.S. Senate signs. He has no connection, of course, to the Kennedy assassination. So the activities, the actions of George H.W. Bush on the day of the assassination were very curious. Now, it's also interesting that you had four American presidents uh, on the ground uh, in Dallas on November 22nd, 1963. Obviously, John Kennedy is one. Lyndon Johnson, who would succeed him, is one. Richard Nixon, who flew in the day before to give a speech to a Pepsi-Cola bottlers convention uh, and was actually flying out uh, back to New York City when uh, Air Force One was landing in Dallas. Uh, and then, of course, George H.W. Bush, who seems to have conveniently forgotten the fact that he stayed uh, on the night of December 22nd at the Sheraton Hotel right there in Dallas, literally feet away from Dealey Plaza. So um, you really have a confluence there uh, of uh, current and future power uh, that's uh, that's very, very interesting. Uh, Nixon records uh, that um, he took off as Kennedy was landing. Uh, today it would be Kennedy International Airport. Gets into a taxi cab. Uh, his cab driver takes a wrong turn on his way into Manhattan. Nixon sees a, a woman on the side of the street crying, uh, rolls down the window, says, Madam, what's the problem? And she says, uh, the president's been shot. Our president has been shot. Now, you can imagine the woman's reaction when Richard Nixon popped his face out of the taxi cab window. Uh, but then Nixon records that by the time he got to his, uh, his uh, apartment uh, on uh, Park Avenue, uh, he had had the taxi cab driver turn on the radio. Uh, he had learned uh, that Kennedy had been shot, was not yet conclusive that Kennedy was dead. But by the time he got out of the cab, the doorman at his building told him, uh, oh, Mr. Vice President, it's so horrible. The president is dead. Nixon goes immediately to his apartment uh, where he calls J. Edgar Hoover, the head of the FBI, who, of course, he knows from his eight years as vice president and his two years in the U.S. Senate, four years in the House. He says, Edgar, who did it? Was it one of those right wing nuts? Uh, and Hoover says, no, Dick, it was a communist. Well, that's interesting because uh, Lee Harvey Oswald had not yet been apprehended. So how mm -hmm. did Jager know uh, that the man who shot Kennedy was allegedly a communist? Yeah, you know, and I don't mean to go off uh, too far into the 9-11 the event, but there's some interesting parallels there between 9-11. I'm sure you're aware, you know, Joe Biden uh, at the time of 9-11 uh, was meeting with some suspicious people when it's happening. Uh, we know that uh, people seem to have known <laughs> at a time something was happening. Uh, so, you know, we, we see these parallels between, you know, the greatest hits of the deep state where uh, big events are happening. Uh, people seem to know what's going on. They're meeting with uh, people that make no sense to be meeting with. And, uh, you know, this is a recurring pattern. So I, I'm curious, you mentioned a minute ago that it goes up a lot higher. Do you agree with this uh, this reading or this analysis that the same people involved in, in my view, the JFK event in the background there, seem to be kind of the same people running the deep state today. And it seems like they really just profit from a lot of the war and the conflict. And one of the great things about Donald Trump is that he's consistently been opposed to the military industrial complex. I think that's one of the main reasons that he's so hated and reviled. Do you agree with that uh, thesis? 
Uh, I, I certainly do. I did a great uh, Twitter space the other night with Alex Jones, uh, my friend Jack Posobiec from Human Events, uh, General Michael Flynn, and myself. Alex spoke about this uh, extensively. Basically, while it may not be the exact same people, obviously because of age, right. but the same institutions uh, that were involved in the assassination of John Kennedy, uh, the international banking community, uh, the defense contractors, the intelligence agencies, elements of the Pentagon, uh, elements uh, of, uh, of the federal government are the same people involved uh, in the removal of Richard Nixon uh, in a silent coup. They are, to my mind, the same institutions and some of the same individuals involved in the attempted assassination of uh, Ronald Reagan. Uh, the same people involved in the Russian collusion hoax and subsequently in the two Ukrainian impeachment hoaxes. Uh, th this is the deep state. This is the permanent unelected government in place. Uh, and uh, Donald Trump poses an existential threat to them, which is why they are so opposed to him. Roger Stone at thestonezone.com. This is The Alex Jones Show, and I'll be right back. Hey, I got some good news for everybody. A lot of products not available at InfoWarsStore.com are available at DrJonesNaturals.com. Just one word, DrJonesNaturals.com. We'll put that on screen, DrJonesNaturals.com. Dozens and dozens of silver products, that original super silver toothpaste with the iodine, the nano silver, the tea tree oil. This is the most incredible toothpaste ever. It's exclusively available at DrJonesNaturals.com and so many other products you can't get at InfoWarsStore.com or available at DrJonesNaturals.com. A lot of people, we've gotten so many calls and emails wanting this toothpaste. He's produced it again, it's available again, a limited run at DrJonesNaturals.com. And there's so many other great products there on the site. Be sure and check it out. There's a lot of products available there that are available at InfoWarsStore.com. A lot of products that aren't available at InfoWarsStore.com are available at DrJonesNaturals.com. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. I'm with the honored Roger Stone, the author of many books, including The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ, but also the author of The Bush Crime Family. And I wanted to ask about that because, you know, I've read some things about the Reagan administration and the the, the good, the bad, uh, the pros, the cons. The attempted assassination, of course, is a key event there. And what I, from what I've seen, a lot of people theorize that because Reagan was speaking against things like the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, which had been created uh, by Kissinger for people like Zbigniew Brzezinski to promote uh, uh, globalization and, and to internationalize America and so forth. Reagan was really uh, speaking against a lot of this, much like Barry Goldwater had. And apparently uh, some people think, hey, Bush Sr. in the background there uh, as vice VP, uh, he was not happy with this. And so this might have led to the warning shots uh, against Reagan. But I want to ask uh, uh, Roger Stone, he's written about the Bush crime family. What do you think about that? Is that a, a plausible thesis? Is that, what's, is that what's going on with Reagan? Actually, Jay, uh, I've concluded on the basis of uh, research that I've done since I published the Bush crime family, uh, that the, the truth is actually far worse than that. By the way, you can go to stonezone.com uh, and go to the store there. The Bush crime family is one of my several books that's available there. Uh, instead of going to, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble or so, some multinational corporation that hates your guts, you can get a signed copy of any of my books 
including the man who killed Kennedy, the case against LBJ, or the Bush crime family by going to stonezone.com. But let me address your question. First of all, uh, the official results of the investigation, the report on the investigation into the attempted assassination of President Ronald Reagan has never been released. Uh, secondarily, uh, we can easily establish uh, that John Hinckley, uh, just who uh, is the man who was blamed uh, for the uh, the shooting of Reagan, uh, was at all times in front of Reagan and shooting from a crouching lower position. All four of the bullets uh, discharged by Hinckley can be accounted for, but none of them hit Ronald Reagan. Reagan was hit from above uh, and from behind. Uh, which indicates uh, a second gunman, very much like the Kennedy assassination. Now, uh, Judy Woodruff, who is uh, was then a reporter with NBC, uh, reported uh, on air live uh, that a man was seen standing on a balcony above the entrance of the Hilton Hotel, uh, who can be seen uh, brandishing uh, a weapon. Uh, you don't look for that on YouTube, folks. It's been scrubbed. I have a copy of it, uh, and uh, it is indisputable uh, that, first of all, there's a delay. Uh, James Brady, who I knew personally, was Reagan's uh, press secretary, who was hit in the head by one of the bullets filed, uh, fired by Hinckley, uh, actually got to George Washington University Hospital 15 minutes before Reagan. Uh, there was evidently some argument among the Secret Service agents after uh, Reagan was pushed into the car uh, and it was learned that he was bleeding uh, from a, a wound, uh, whether to take him to Bethesda Medical Center, that's where the Kennedy autopsy was done uh, and where that cover-up was completed, or whether to take him to the closer George Washington University Hospital. Uh, as we now know, they took him to George Washington University Hospital. Uh, when he got there, however, Although they had a puncture wound uh, and bleeding, uh, they couldn't locate a bullet. Two x-rays failed to turn up uh, the image of a bullet. They were actually about to stitch him back up, for which he would have died, when one of the doctors decided, no, actually, let's open the wound a bit, and I'm going to explore, uh, and removed from Reagan uh, a small projectile about the size of a dime, uh, which uh, we can now uh, identify as what they call a flechette. If you go to the church committee hearings uh, in the 70s, when some of the underbelly of the CIA is exposed, there's a discussion of this weapon. The flechette uh, is, uh, is fired, um, it's a disc-like projectile. It's fired from a gun that makes no noise whatsoever. It's often coated with poison to be particularly toxic and deadly. That is the, that is the projectile they removed from Reagan. Now, the cover story here is that, well, there was a, one of the four bullets ricocheted off the car windshield, the frame of the car windshield, or the car door, I guess it was, and hit Reagan. Uh, that really makes very little sense given the trajectory of the bullet. Then there's the Bush family connection to John Hinckley. It's not just that John Hinckley Sr. Uh, is a, a social friend of the Bushes. Uh, he is, in fact, a major donor 
to both Bush's 1964 and his 1970 U.S. Senate races in Texas. But uh, Zapata oil, which is uh, suspected to be uh, a CIA front, one of the few Texas oil companies, uh, an offshore oil company that never made any money, that's pretty rare, uh, actually financially bailed out what was then Vanderbilt Energy, uh, which is the, the company of John Hinckley Sr. Uh, John Hinckley Sr. also has a very interesting contract uh, with, uh, the, uh, with the State Department or the Defense Department for these refugee camps uh, around the world, specifically one in Laos, uh, where we can absolutely prove that uh, John Hinckley Jr. and Mark David Chapman, the man accused uh, of shooting and killing Beatle John Lennon, were actually uh, at the camp at the same time. These camps uh, are believed to be training facilities uh, for operatives uh, and assassins uh, by the Central Intelligence Agency. So uh, there's, a, I think, and Secretary of State Alexander Haig are struggling over control of the national security apparatus uh, in the event of the incapacitation uh, of Reagan. There's, a, there's an order on Reagan's desk, which he has not signed, uh, which would give this all authority to Bush in an emergency situation. Haig uh, is opposing that. Uh, after the attempted assassination of Reagan, uh, Reagan signs uh, that directive, uh, and this is what I believe opens the door uh, to Iran-Contra, where I'm convinced that CIA Director uh, Bill Casey uh, and uh, Vice President George Bush are running the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, arms deal uh, behind Reagan's back, which is why, in the end, Reagan is not taken down by Iran-Contra. While he uh, accepts responsibility for it, there's no evidence that he actually was ever informed what Oliver North and George Bush and Bill Casey were up to in the hostages for arms deal of Iran-Contra. This will be the topic of my next book, uh, the, the attempted Reagan assassination, because I think all roads lead to sitting Vice President uh, George H.W. Bush, who really couldn't wait to become yeah. president. Yeah. And uh, would you agree, and maybe you don't want to give too much away, given that you're going to be writing about it, um, does it seem like a lot of the, the anti-CFR, anti-trilateral rhetoric that Reagan was using might have been one of those motivations? Well, Reagan is in, out of the uh, peace through strength school of Dwight Eisenhower. In other words, he's not a neocon. He doesn't believe we should be going around the world looking for foreign wars to get into and projecting American power. Uh, the defeat of Reagan, uh, of Bush, is a, is a setback for the neocons. It's not until Bush becomes president that they get full control. I think they do get control of foreign and defense policy uh, in the last three years of Reagan's uh, first term uh, because of this attempted assassination and because of the documents that Reagan signed turning over much of that control to Bush. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. Yeah. So guys look for that book coming out. Do you have a title yet for that book? I do not have a working title yet. Uh, there are two books out on it. Uh, there's a killing Reagan, uh, by, uh, Bill O'Reilly, a complete garbage. Uh, there's also a book called rawhide down, 
they miss so much that is hiding uh, in plain view. So uh, check it out. Uh, I wrote about this in the Bush crime. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer. Here in the fourth hour, and my guest is Roger Stone. You can get his books at thestonezone.com. All those books are available as signed copies. You can also go to my website, jaysanalysis.com, and get my books in the shop as well. Also signed copies, and like Roger said, we can avoid Jeff Bezos and all the <clears throat> multinational corporations that hate us and try to steal the money from the people. We're talking about the history of the deep state, their greatest hits. We've recapped a bunch of amazing information, but I wanna to move to the present day situation now. Uh, the candidate that is the number one enemy right now of the deep state, that's Donald Trump. Roger Stone, uh, what is the main reason that they, the establishment, the same power structure, not the same people, but the same structure that's there for so many decades trying to destroy this country, trying to destroy the West. Why do they hate Donald Trump so much and why is he still an outlier? Well, they hate him because he's uncontrollable. In his first term, they attempted to control him. They weren't terribly successful, despite the fact that there were some quizzlings around him and despite the fact that he was inexperienced at government, but his instincts were always good. He was still one of our greatest presidents. He canceled the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, he canceled the Iranian arms deal. Uh, he built the most robust, most productive economy in our history. He cut taxes on all Americans. He gave us record levels of employment uh, and opportunity. Uh, he signed tax laws that allowed us to bring billions of dollars back into the country to create jobs and opportunity here. Uh, he rebuilt our military power. He appointed scores and scores of conservatives to the courts. Uh, he secured our southern border. Illegal boarding crossings dropped to a trickle during the Trump presidency. So despite the fact that he had some around him, uh, some in his own government uh, who thought it was their job to dilute or slow down those policies, he still already goes down in history as one of our greatest presidents. Now, after the Russian collusion hoax, after the two uh, Ukrainian impeachment hoaxes, after the current tsunami of lawfare against him, uh, he's fully awake. He has a much clearer idea of who the good guys and the bad guys are. And above all, he's a patriot who will always put America first, not China first, not the globalists first, not Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum agenda first, but America first. Uh, and that's why he poses such an existential threat to those who would control us and control our lives. Uh, Trump is a free spirit. He's uncontrollable. They thought he was finished. Uh, that turned out to be a giant mistake. Uh, they First, they funded Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis posed as an America first candidate, but when push came to shove, he did not want to crack down on the Chinese. He was not opposed to shipping billions more to a foreign war in Ukraine. Uh, now, those very same globalists who had funneled $150 million uh, into the coffers of Ron DeSantis and his various super PACs, they have moved on as DeSantis actually drops to 5% of the vote in New Hampshire, 5%. This is for a man who was once leading in the polls. 
nationally and in New Hampshire. And they have shifted all of their weight uh, and all of their uh, political ambitions behind uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is Dick Cheney in high heels. She is the, the uniparty neocon deep state candidate for president. Uh, and if it goes as I expect it to go, uh, Donald Trump is going to crush her uh, and DeSantis uh, by double digits in New Hampshire next Tuesday. This makes the deep state actors, this makes the Democrat media uh, deep state cabal more apoplectic, more hysterical than ever, because they clearly see that Donald Trump is on an inexorable path back to the White House, and he's very clear uh, about his agenda. They're already openly wargaming uh, mass riots uh, to protest his presidency, at the same time seeking to take away his control of the military so he'd have no authority to restore order, which is, of course, the first constitutional responsibility of the president of the United States. Yeah, I noticed uh, you, you had written a really long article uh, a couple of years ago, and you talked about how the structure of the CIA in foreign countries operates when it throws or uh, when it cheats uh, an, ele an election, right? So how the CIA does these foreign election uh, interference operations to choose the candidate that that they want. And <clears throat> you had theorized and you had analyzed that, that that seems to be the structure of how the election uh, was stolen the last time. And um, do you think that that's the, is that one of the cards that they're gonna try to play? Because they really can't stop the wave of uh, just fervor for Trump. Are they gonna try to throw another uh, insurrection uh, psyop? Are they gonna try to throw the election again, like the scamdemic last time with the, the mail-in ballots and all the scammery? Is that, what, what do you think they're gonna throw next? Because nothing seems to be working. Well, you know, Alex Jones asked me that very question on this show earlier in the week. Uh, and um, uh, yes, I think that nothing is beyond them. So perhaps it will be yet another pandemic uh, that allowed them to control the voting process. Uh, perhaps it will be a, a false flag uh, terrorist attack on American interests on American soil. We've already let between eight and 10 million uh, unknown illegals into the country. We don't know who they are. We don't really know where they are. Uh, that would certainly seem plausible to the American people. Perhaps we'll move to a full-blown war with Russia so that they can utilize the uh, the uh, uh, War Powers Act to try to somehow delay or postpone uh, the next election. Uh, perhaps we're about to have a new variant or perhaps it's virus X, who, who knows? Uh, I think these people are so diabolical, so evil, uh, so determined uh, and so scared of Donald Trump and the fact that he's a constitutionalist that nothing whatsoever is beyond them, including, and I pray about this, assassination. So I pray for the safety of Donald Trump and his family every single morning and every single night. Uh, am I being dramatic? No. Uh, am I, am I, uh, is this corny? Well, if you believe in Christ, if you think believing in Christ is corny, that's your problem, not my problem. Uh, I, I really have a, 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 a very optimistic view uh, that the good Lord is not going to let this, the last best bastion of hope and freedom in the country uh, go under. So uh, I think we've already seen divine intervention to a certain extent. 
You see the case in Georgia against Donald Trump falling apart. You see the corruption uh, of that prosecutor being exposed to the entire people. You see the Supreme Court ruling adversely to various legal moves by special counsel Jack Smith. Uh, you, you see the, I see the hand of God in all of this. Uh, Trump himself, I must tell you, uh, he looks great, he feels great, he's confident, he's upbeat, he's determined, he's resolute. Uh, he's a little angry, but then who wouldn't be? Uh, but above all, he's incredibly confident uh, and he is uh, determined to save the country. Uh, I honestly believe if he would just retire, if he just quit, they probably leave him alone. Uh, but he will never quit uh, because this isn't about him. It's about the larger movement uh, for freedom. Was he perfect as president? Absolutely not. There's nobody who is perfect. Only he is perfect. But he is head and shoulders above any other choice. He's demonstrated that he always puts America first. Uh, he is a winner above all. And he wants to return America to winning, which is why yeah. I am so deeply committed to it. One last question here uh, as we fill out the last segment. You know, in the integrity leaks, that was one of these kind of UK think tanks that had been planning and strategizing some years back when that when all these leaks came out. One of those think tanks had said that they must do anything they can to ensure that there's not another Donald Trump administration. And that was actually prior to the last election. And it actually says in there that Donald Trump, they believe, was the greatest threat to their global order. Do you agree with that, Roger? Does Donald Trump really represent the greatest threat to the New World Order, to the globalists? Without any question, because he's a fully known commodity and he is he's riding a populist wave of patriotism uh, like nothing we have ever seen before. What we're seeing is counterintuitive. Normally, when a candidate gets charged with federal crimes, their campaign collapses, their voter support collapses, their money collapses. In this case, the efforts to get Donald Trump have turbocharged his campaign. Uh, he's going to win the New Hampshire primary by double digits over the neocon candidate Nikki Haley, and he's on to the White House. Go to DonaldJTrump.com uh, and uh, give your contribution today because his campaign is fueled by average small donors like you and I. And also head to thestonezone.com and uh, support the InfoWars store as well. I actually feel sorry for the establishment. They're inbred, they were given the power they have, they're incompetent scum. Look at Lloyd Austin. And I remember when they stole the election in 2020, they told us we should never question another election again. But isn't that all Democrats have ever done? And isn't that what Hillary Clinton claimed Trump was gonna do in 2020? She did that because she was butthurt. She did that because they printed up hundreds of thousands of copies of this Newsweek edition, it's the actual magazine framed in here, with her, the supposed 45th president of the United States. These people are a joke. They still think corporate media is important. Let's show folks an overhead shot of that. They. They still think being in the New York Times or on CNN is important. CNN has an average of 100,000 viewers. Their top show is 100,000. Joe Rogan has 30, 40, 50 million viewers a week conservatively. So do we. But why do we still see them, even myself, 
at some levels as the establishment, as the top of the game. They're not, they're a joke, they're a fraud. Before I shot this report, I saw this Time Magazine article. Who reads Time Magazine? Who looks at this? Who believes this? I bet the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, will show a close shot of that. I bet he has this framed on his wall. The last place I'd wanna be is on the cover of Time Magazine. It means you're an establishment loser or worse. The last place I wanna be is in a Hollywood movie. The power structure is a joke. It's over, it's a fraud. So look at this. Just like they're trying to hold up Blinken, they tried to hold up Hillary Clinton. So I remind myself and I remind you of what a joke and what a fraud they are. And the fact that all their attempts to silence us and to silence you have failed. And now the whole world is listening to what we're doing. And that credit goes to God and God through you, the viewers and listeners. You deserve the credit for this broadcast. You deserve the credit for what we've been able to do. But I wanna encourage you to remember how important you are and that we're starting to win, but if you don't support the broadcast, we can fail. I need your support. I've got so many great plans we can execute. I've proven I'm in the game. I don't back down. We have victory in a bottle, thanks to God, thanks to your support. But I need you to make the decision, those of you on the fence that have never gone to InfoWarsStore.com to support the broadcast. We know some of the viewers go there and they're great people and we thank them. But what about all of you that have never gone to the site? Just like our information is powerful, don't you want to experience the supplements I'm promoting? Don't you want to see for yourself whether they're good or not? Because I know if you try them, you're going to love them. Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus supercharge the cells, incredible energy, so good for your whole body, immune system. They're 50% off right now. What's the name of the special I gave it? It's the Supercharge Special. 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Even though both of them are selling out, I want you to experience them, see how great they are, and go, wow, just like his info, his products are amazing, and then become a regular customer so we get stronger together and move into the future. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, take advantage of the special, Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, 50% off together in this special. We are the future, you are the future, and I thank you all for your support.